on your left, if you don't mind, Captain America. This is Marvel Talk on Get Into Geek. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Maddie Gibson. Yo, doing. Doing indeed. Look, it's been a minute, not going to lie. Been a little bit of a minute since uh, we did our little Marvel chat. Uh, last, we were sort of right in the uh, in the thrust of Mr. Marvel kicking off a couple of episodes in. Uh, yeah, that's been and gone. There's been several weeks, and there were a couple of weeks into uh she-hulk so as much as i would love to say that we could sit there and wrap up everything in between that might have to come later because we've sort of been teasing each other through messages over the week about what we think about the new show she-hulk attorney at law and so i kind of just want to get into that as the bulk of the episode look at you just a fair weather fan just like whatever whatever's new you just you know yep. forget the old stuff just you don't uh, even remember what sight. You don't even remember what happened in Falcon and Winter Soldier. You don't even you don't, you don't even remember that Sam's Captain America now. You still call him Falcon, I bet. Oh yeah, I'm that you guy. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you just want you just want whatever's fresh and new. I was the guy that wrote that article in, in the American trades going, there's gonna be a Captain America 4, and it's gonna be played by the guy who played the Falcon, and he's not gonna be called the Falcon anymore. Click to find out why. It's like you mean oh that, uh, that that, that uh, six episode series that was about him literally becoming Captain yeah. America? It literally ended with a with a screen saying Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing, fucking sour story, you peanut. Yeah. Um, and the whole series was about him becoming Captain yeah, America, right? Fucking <laughs> hell. People annoy me so much. So bad. But, like, you know, they think that everyone's with them. And maybe they're right. Maybe it's just us nerds in our own bubble. But before we do get to a little bit of She-Hulk, uh, I wanted to cover some of the news now. The main one, I guess, in a way is, uh, and it ties into, you know, another great love of yours is uh, is Star Trek in general speaking. Indeed. Um, you know, not some iterations, certainly not uh, some of the modern ones. You do love a lot of the modern ones, the more recent stuff. But, um, you know, uh, you JJ Abrams stuff, not so much. Now they were so going much. to Your discovery stuff, not so nah, much. Yeah, you know, there's a it was there were some dark times. Yeah. Um Star Trek 4 is on the way of the Pine series, I will say, just to further trigger you. But uh mm, just, announcement last week. The unholy duo <laughs> of Chris Pine and JJ Abrams. It's it's <laughs> but, like no, it's like Nolan and Bale all over again for me. Oh, hey, how dare you? Okay. <laughs> I don't know that I can cut you off this call, but I will try. <laughs> um, Star Trek Four, uh, it was announced last week, has lost its director. Now, that announcement followed not a confirmation, but certainly some heavy, heavy talking that the Fantastic Four film on the way from Marvel, as revealed mm. at Comic-Con, will be hitting us in November 2024. So only a little over two years away. So in that sort of movie's terms, it's very close, especially when you need to start getting into some production. And that, indeed, the uh, the man who was set to direct Star Trek Four, Matt Shackman, also the guy who directed WandaVision, is going to be, at least according to the reports... Uh. The director of, yeah, of uh, Fantastic Four. So, you know, here we are. We're going to be talking about the latest Disney Plus series, which a lot of people that I tend to sort of, you know, follow and listen to online are loving She-Hulk and are calling it their favorite of the Disney Plus series. The first one, though, wasn't supposed to be, but it was. Disney Plus series was WandaVision. You and I love WandaVision. At least I hope I have that memory because I know I did. And yeah. yeah, old Matt Shackman, his name popped up at the end of episodes. And I still hold that near and dear to my heart, that series about what it was 
it was this very grand scale story. Once it was all said and done, it was a very big thing, a very, uh, I guess in hindsight now, a world changing type story, but also a very, very uh, intimate character story about a really, really messed up person in, uh, in this MCU world. And there was a lot of, you know, comedy in there, but some fucking heartbreaking drama as well Mm -hmm. and once i thought about all that now i know matt shackman didn't write one division but he seemed to direct the hell out of it when you think about all those different factors and when i think about fantastic four now my limit knowledge uh of the fantastic four is probably from the spider-man cartoons would have been when i first saw them and then probably the three failed movies other than that i don't have a Mm. great deal of information but two failed movies mitch two Two failed movies and one thing that we just don't talk about. Okay, you're right. Okay, sorry. I was wondering which way you were going to go there, but you're right. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Um, and yeah. not even failed. Maybe one okay movie. Yeah, one, one okay. One was like... Iffy movie. And yeah. then one one thing we just don't talk about. Yeah, the, the dark times again of uh, of that yeah. particular... But two, two failed... <laughs> before the um, dark times. Series the of, of those characters. Yeah, then Marvel get them back because, you know, Disney bought another company that owned them. And um, when I think about them, Marvel's first family. So you want to think that it's going to be something different because it's about a family. Yeah, we get characters. Yeah, we get maybe even brothers and sisters or fathers, daughters, something like that in, in these MCU movies, whatever. But an actual family of characters and a um, you know husband and wife and all that sort of stuff all thrown in together. And that you would think, again, only based maybe on the stuff that I've already seen before, would be lighter in nature, but also very fantastical, very science-based. I know him most from TV, Matt Shackman, but I look through, you know, his other stuff. He's done a lot of, what's it, directed episodes of The Great, which is historical drama comedy, right? I've seen it. That's a good fun. It's, it's, Probably not historically accurate, but it's good fun. Only in Philadelphia, dead set comedy, Fargo, drama, Game of Thrones. He is also directed. Um, I quite pre pre season seven or post season seven. Uh, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going to say pre-season seven just for the sake. Okay, that's good. That's good then. (laughs) I don't know for sure. But (laughs) um, I dare say with all of that considered, even though he is so far a TV director, probably not a bad choice for this to be, um, you know, if he's in the Marvel wheelhouse to uh, to make the jump to the big screen. Because, you know, you think about someone else who started or two other people that started off in a lot of TV stuff and TV comedies. Oh, the Russo brothers then jumped to big screen and made Winter Soldier. That's so, right. Because didn't the Russo brothers start with like fucking Community or one of those kind of Arrested shows? Development. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, oh, who, who knew they had a uh, political uh, thriller, you know, a superhero um, yeah. show in, uh, in behind them and then went to make, you know, the biggest film of all time when it came out. So uh, I like I like this um, this choice. Yeah, I think, I think that looks young, but, you know, he's uh, he's got <laughs> some experience, but he's got a long career ahead of him. And I think, um, you know, he's in the family. I, I like it. I think that'll work. WandaVision was really, really good. I think. I loved WandaVision and the fact that he was able to direct like so many different genres, mm. like in the way that, yeah. that um, WandaVision jumped like that says a lot. Cause I think they were all done really, really successfully. The only flaw with WandaVision was that finale in that it was originally supposed to be two episodes. Oh, sorry. 10 episodes that they cut down to nine. Mm. So the last episode was very clunky. Things were sort of chopped out of it. And, and there was some iffy sort of writing here and there. So I, I very much want to see, you know, the the original cut because I think we spoke about it at the time, but I watched a, a Kevin Smith interview with maybe Shackman or or someone from 
uh, WandaVision. And they said, yeah, it was originally 10 episodes. And while Wanda was fighting um, Agatha, Agatha, there was this whole subplot where the twins, Bona and Rambo, were all like in Agatha's den trying to get get something, maybe get the book or get something, ended up fighting her familiar, that little rabbit that she had or whatever. Yeah, was. yeah. And it went full werewolf in London where it like just like werewolfed out and legs like turned turned backwards and all that kind of stuff. And they had to fight it. And that was all cut out. That half of that was mm. filmed. Like wow. um and all got cut out when they had to reduce episodes nine and ten down to episode nine. So I think it was a huge mistake. I think it should have had that extra that extra beat in there. So mm. given the the scope of what he can do, I think that that's that's really I mean it's all obviously going to come down to the script, but I think that's that's a that's a really good sign that he's going to be able to achieve some really, really cool stuff. Um, yeah with Fantastic Four. And even with what you're saying, I guess that's all like story and that's that's few, that's world building as well. When that once you get to the end of these Disney Plus series, and sometimes even at the start, and we'll probably cover some of this in the in, in a bit of She Hole Chat, they they are doing the classic Marvel thing where it's like, Yeah, we're worried about now, but also look at what's coming next. Yeah, so, a lot more set know, up than they used to be. Yeah, and the and the and the cut down from 10 to 9. I mean, like he can only direct what he's been told to direct or he can only like have a final cut yeah and he obviously, he's allowed to so yeah. he obviously directed those scenes but then they were cut in posts mm. like you know so the stuff that he had was done really really well it's just yeah. in the end it was sort of cut and pasted together in not the most flattering way like the way darcy kind of just disappears <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also shows up randomly at the end in the truck like just out of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's little little um editing things there which has nothing to do with what he was able to do um as a director so i know that's i'm i'm excited for that i actually just got recently they arrived diamond select released um a new wave of fantastic four action figures in their, in their mini mates oh sweet that i just that i just received um which i'm loving because they've kind of inverted the color scheme so the, mm. the uniforms are mostly black with blue highlights instead of oh uh, yeah 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 look at that sexy oh, yeah, no, that's actually a cool looking costume and yeah. that thing too i guess about it's like how <sighs> They've been talking about this for a while, and like even Peyton Reed, who's done the Ant Man films, he was originally signed on, I think, to do either the Fantastic Four movie back in the day or another one since then, pre the Dark One. And the Dark he, one. I think he wanted to do a, a period piece to some extent, like it was going to be set sixties and seventies or whatever. And and you know, I've I've heard a lot of Marvel fans again that I listen to and follow and and they go, oh, that's what they should do. They should make it like, you know, it should be set a few decades ago. And maybe they go missing and, you know, stuck in the quantum realm mm. or, or wherever, you know, some some other parallel dimension or something. And then um then they you know, pop, but I don't know that I want a sort of Captain America S sort of fish out of water. Like they come back and they're these famed astronauts or famed scientists from the 60s and they pop yeah, up in the 2020s. I never, and, I never thought about the Captain America analogy. So, yeah, that's yeah, probably good that they don't do that, I guess. Like, I, I just kind of like the like back even with one division, you remember that scene, which kind of, I mean, that whole which I loved about it too. One division was so good because of that water cooler chat every single week, the speculation, mm. which a lot of it didn't go on. It's not the show. It's fault. Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Mephisto confirmed. Right. It's, it's definitely happening. That's not the show's fault. Like we had seven, it was the first time we'd ever gotten a Marvel piece of content 
where we had where we were able to speculate on what yeah, immediately came next, right? What the only other time we could have possibly gotten that was what Infinity War and the way that that kind like the fact that it ended on such a dour note and then the post credit yeah. scene it was like oh, what's that mean and then we can speculate but we kind of know because it means it's a Captain Marvel movie coming out in eight months it's probably got to do with that. Yeah. Imagine um, if we got Infinity War in half hour chunks. Exactly, like that's <laughs> had a week that's between to talk about it. Loading right, so like One Division's the first time us Marvel idiots uh are just going mental every seven days trying to speculate and then it comes back and oh actually it didn't really mean anywhere near as much as what you're saying mm. but there was that one and i missed the line the first time and then i went back and tried to find it and tried to find, and then in the end i'm like was that it really because whoever what monica rambo maybe and she said oh i've got this what astrophysicist friend or whatever she said and everyone's like, Reed Richards, it's Reed Richards, oh my God. Yeah. Everyone's like losing their minds. And it meant nothing. We just had to drive that weird looking truck, tried to going through the force field. The, the astrophysicist friend was never there. They just provided off screen this little vehicle. So I, I kind of like the idea that Richards and Co are just out there, but aren't really like, Richards is obviously a brilliant man. He's probably very rich at this time. Whatever's going on, but he's, he's like, you know, he's doing his own thing somewhere in the in the in the corner of of the world somewhere that it, it hasn't been necessary for him to be on screen with the MCU. And then, yeah. and, and the other side of it, you've got the fact that we have already seen a Reed Richards within the MCU. Sure, it was on Earth six thousand with um with John Krasinski. I know it was six thousand. It was eight something. Don't yeah, don't come at me. Uh, we're all tra- <laughs> we're all tragics. Um, so. I didn't get the feeling that, you know, he was from another time, but then there was that one line from Dr. Strange where he said, Oh, you guys, you guys haven't had a hit since the sixties. And I sort of took that as in, Oh, he's heard of when he said the fantastic four, that maybe the fantastic four were, a, a was a name given to Ooh. a group of maybe astronauts or whoever. And they did disappear. And so when he said, you haven't had a hit since the sixties, it was like, Hey, I haven't heard of you guys. But the fact that he's a guy that's got, he's a master of the mystic, you know, arts. And he's also right now within another alternate world. The fact that he's talking to a character that in his world hasn't been seen for 60 years is not that weird to him. So I kind of want them to just exist now. I don't know that I want the out of of water period piece element to it. Yeah. I don't know whether they will, will get, you know, they may pull a Spider-Man and, not give us an origin story. They'll just mm. be the Fantastic Four, which I'm totally down for. I think if they do give us a an origin story, they might even tie it in with with um, One Division, where suddenly not just Shield existed, Sword exists now. Yeah, we never said it. Just it's never been mentioned before for the 12 years prior of of the MCU. Suddenly, Sword exists now, and they're dealing with the extra extraterrestrial things. So like, so maybe you know the Fantastic Four work for sword and that's mm. how the accident happens because they're out in space and they get hit with whatever you know yeah. cos- cosmic rays or whatever it may be <laughs> if they go with the cosmic rays aspect so mm. yeah i mean it can't be any worse than fan stick like it, it literally can't yeah i'm calling it now like it can't be worse <laughs> now also with the eight whatever world i've only seen multiverse once okay i don't remember eight, the, the world eight six eight eight six eight eight one eight because oh, okay. weren't, weren't we six two six and then eight six eight no, where um, oh god, well, where the actual like where the comic six one where six one six is that six, it? Six maybe where six one six. Which you know, if you talk to uh, Aman Vellani who plays 
Kamala Khan. Um, she says, no, we're not. That's the comic world. We're not that. The MCU isn't. We're different. And Kevin Feige says we are. It's a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, now, Krasinski plays Reed Richards in eight, whatever, eight. That was a lot. That's fan casting uh, for years and years and years. People kept yeah. saying his name. He pops up and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is this is Reed Richards confirmed. This He is going to be our Reed Richards. Or is that just fan service in the sense, hey, you guys have been talking about this for ages. He's only going to be in this film for eight minutes. Why not cast the guy that fans have been wanting to? And then when we cast our Reed Richards and our Fantastic Four, it will be a different actor because, you know, have we, I'm sure we have. I'm just trying to think, failing to think of an actual example. We've seen between different universes, different actors playing the same character. So, you I know, mean, we've seen it in this universe with Rhodey. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I guess, and, and Bruce Banner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Throwing forward right. to when we talk yeah. about She Hulk, there's that yeah. great line where it's like, I was literally a different person. But it was one uh, one thing that people, you know, as far as oh, the speculation around multiverse uh, was that, oh, my God, Tom Cruise is going to show up as um, Superior Iron Man. Mm. And it will be a throwback to that casting that the, the, the studio apparently wanted. Or, you know, he was going to make an Iron Man movie rather, you know, uh, prior to all that. It was Tom Cruise was involved and then Robert Denny Jr. What a great show this would be. Tom Cruise is never going to be in the MCU. He's arguably too big for it right um but show him up uh put him in there as iron man for five minutes and then kill him off and um that would just be a great sort of like meta moment so did they already do that with reed richards or and what do you what like what do you want do you want to see because i i love krasinski i love emily blunt i don't know that i necessarily need them as reed and sue within the mcu Uh, and but now that we maybe maybe not have um Krasinski in there. I don't know whether I feel even more strongly about not having Emily Blunt in there. Um, I thought I read somewhere. I'm I'm picking Emily Blunt over Krasinski Uh day-to-day life, Um, but that's only because of how great she is. Um, But I love that man. I love that man so hard. So I I would love to keep him around, but I don't know whether it was just like the fact that I overall felt a little bit funny about Multiverse of Madness. And even that scene, I knew all those characters. I know who all of them are, but within the MCU, they're completely new. And the fact that, spoiler alert for Doctor Strange 2, they all died. I didn't give a shit that any of them died because no. I'd met them three minutes earlier. I mean, I didn't like the way Xavier died. No, I don't want to I see. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see Xavier die because I'm familiar with that actor playing that character yeah. in a different iteration. But, you know, like, yeah, I, I didn't care about any of them. So I don't know whether I've got a bit of a bad taste with him playing that role across different realities of the MCU. I thought I read that he wasn't even interested. Like, cause wasn't there talk where he was going to star and direct and he's like, yeah, nah, that's not, not well, what I really want to do. There was, I think around the time of multiverse um, coming out, John Watts, who directed the three Spider-Man films, like about a year, two years ago, I feel like it was not too long after um, uh, f- uh, Far From Home came out, like six months, maybe after Far From Home came out before, well before No Way Home was a, a proper thing. They go, John Watts is going to be our Fantastic Four director. And that made sense. Yeah, with, I like, that. The fun action aspect of uh, of what, yeah. you know, maybe we assume Fantastic Four was going to be. Yeah, New um, York street level. Yeah, yeah right. And, um, and then it was announced that he was 
not going to do that. And he just wanted to take some time off from these big films because he joined Spider-Man from making like really small movies. So it's understandable that after back to back to back Spider-Man films and making one of the biggest movies of all time in No Way Home, um, that he would want to break from blockbuster filmmaking and the, and the Marvel machine. But at the same time, that happened. And then a week later, Multiverse comes out, maybe less than a weekend, or at least certainly when we got to see it at a preview, Krasinski's in it. And it's like, holy shit that really good writer, actor, director is playing a role that's going to be seen very soon. I wonder whether he would want to direct himself in it. Holy shit. Yeah, absolutely. He's confirmed as our Reed Richards. He's confirmed to be directing Fantastic Four. That's why Watts had to get out. That was Maybe it was a deal. Maybe Krasinski only said, I will play that role, but I want to direct the first film or I want to direct the first two films or, or whatever. Now, that's not come to fruition. Surely we hear about that at Comic-Con. Like we heard about the movie. We get the release date at Comic-Con. But we didn't get anything beyond that. We've got Disney plus day coming up in a little over a week. I don't think we're getting a lot of movie stuff. I think that's going to be more about, you know, Hey, maybe Jessica Jones is coming back. That's when we get that confirmation, right? Because it's mm-hmm. Disney plus day. It's a series. So I don't know, but yeah, even I, look, I don't want to be, I don't want to be ageist about it, but I kind of feel like maybe they'll go a little bit younger. I know. Yeah. Reed Richards traditionally has the little salt and pepper down the sides. Like it's a very iconic thing for him to have, mm. but it's like when we saw the John Krasinski um, version, he talked about already having kids. And I know yeah. that the Reed's children are quite popular in the comics. I know almost nothing about them. I think one of them's name is Franklin or something. Like yes, Franklin. Yeah. I know they're big. So, and I feel like, yeah, when you look at like a Krasinski and an Emily Blunt, it's like, yeah, they would already have a couple of kids by now. Um, or they'll even get very late. <laughs> so do we want a Fantastic Four where their kids already exist? Mm. Or, do, or like, oh. are, we, are we stopping a narrative from being told by getting Reed and Sue at that age where they already have the kids as opposed to not being able to tell those earlier stories? Mm. Having said that, they skipped that with Spider-Man and no one cared. Like no one had an issue with the fact that we didn't see Tom Holland's origin story. So maybe we can just jump in midway yeah. with. Um, I would have, I would have liked to have seen it. But and in, in saying that, as of No Way Home, we find out that I mean there might have been an Uncle Ben, but he didn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things like we're mm. used to. Uh, we didn't need that, you know, that that pivotal scene or anything like that. But um, I mean, I, I thought about that too. As soon as he mentioned children, I'm like, oh well, you're you're well into it. And I get he's part of the mm. Illuminati. He's probably been around for a while as um as Mister Fantastic. But I'm like, we could just as easy get Krasinski. I just had a look. He's he's currently 42. He'll be 43 at the end of the year. Okay, that's um, younger than I thought. So I guess yeah, they aged up a little he's bit. He's just career. been he's just been doing a lot of stuff. like he's such a busy. Busy, I suppose, yeah, when he started with the office, he was in his twenties, wasn't he? So, yeah, 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 yeah. I forget how young he was when he yeah. started that show. So, like, you could have them, and like, you know, he's forty-two, but really, he's, he could be playing mid-thirties. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, no, no, that's that's not bad actually. You, I mean, but maybe it's that skipping thing. Like, we don't need an origin story of their relationship. We don't need, like, even I guess yeah. in the uh, in the first um, uh, Tim Story Fantastic Four back in 05, Richards and and Sue had already known each other, had obviously dated in the past, but it didn't work out. And this is them coming back together. Maybe yeah. almost. Full, in- full Jurassic Park, it, that first Jurassic Park movie when Laura Dern yeah, and yeah. Neil come back yeah. together after being apart for a while. Yeah. And maybe Even though there's that creepy thing I found out, you know, only maybe this year that oh, yeah. Laura Dern's character and her herself is like 20 years younger than Sam Neil. Yeah. Which is so gross. Yeah. Like, like Laura Dern, when that movie came out, Laura Dern was closer in age to the kids than yeah. she was to Sam Neil. Yeah. 
That's yeah, that, that's uncomfortable. That makes me feel uncomfortable. That was a weird. That was a weird thing around. She didn't look it. She film. never looked. No, it. she didn't. She definitely didn't look. She didn't. She looked older. For, not old. Not old. She, but she looked older yeah. than what. But she having looked. said that, she almost looks exactly the same age now. Like in mm. the twenty, what twenty something years since Jurassic Park came out, she looks like she's aged about five years. She's one of those people yeah. that just sort of matures early mm. and then just holds that for a long, 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 long time yeah. before you know. So yeah, no, um, yeah, that made me uncomfortable. So, yeah, they. Like maybe maybe in a weird way, almost this like you look at it in the sense of, and I'm bringing up movies, you know, particularly fond of, but like Hulk, Eric Banner, Hulk into Incredible Hulk, Edward Norton, different like universes, right? Incredible Hulk is MCU. Hulk was mm-hmm. its own thing. That Hulk, Eric Banner, ended with him in you know South American jungle. Incredible Hulk begins with him in the South American jungle, having already escaped yeah. from the government rubble. It was like narratively it, it followed on. But it, it worked. It was it just was their way of separating one. them from the attack poodle, the Hulk attack yeah, poodle. Yeah, yeah, right. Like that didn't happen in our in our version. <laughs> Everything else happened the same except for the attack poodle. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't Hulk out a poodle for our film. And maybe they do that in a sense of their relationship with this new film. Maybe, maybe you can begin with Reed and Sue getting married. The way that Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver yeah. Surfer ended. And we don't have to worry about them falling in love because I want to see them bicker as a married couple. I want to see them yeah. argue as a superhero powered married couple. I don't need to see two movies of them. Will they or won't they make it? Yeah, to the the will they won't they is what we don't need because we know yeah. that they will. Yeah, yeah. So get in there and maybe they we can have those actors not have having had kids, but maybe start them off getting married. Maybe by the end of the second film, they are having kids because they Emily Blunt doesn't look like she's in her early to mid forties. She can look a little bit younger, yeah. and even if she is, who gives a shit, right? Well, I mean, but- they they rolled back Simu Liu like a solid ten years. Mm. Like when you think about that movie where it jumps to like nineteen ninety four or whatever, and yeah. Shang Chi hadn't even been born yet. So Shang Chi was born like ninety five, ninety six. And Simu Liu is like my age. He was born like 84 or something like that. Yeah, right. So they rolled him back 10 years. No problem. No, so, yeah, yeah they no could definitely noticed. do that with um, Blunt and Krasinski. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. I. It's weird. It's in my brain. Whenever I hear news about Fantastic Four and I see like, oh, you know, Matt Chapman is um, is is directing it. It's not, conf- not confirmed, but, you know, rumoured. Then he leaves his other film, another big film that he was going to be working on. He's directing Fantastic Four. I see that Fantastic Four logo pop up. I see that it gets a release date. I don't have it in my mind that Krasinski is in that movie. It's not like I'm going, okay, who is filling out the cast around him? I love looking at fan casting online, whether it's, blunt and krasinski and the rest or it's all four and uh i like what you know other people are shoving in and it's like you know black guys asian guys you know whatever like it's all it's not just oh we've got to have all white people and well reed's got to be white because of krasinski is and blah 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 so it's weird that he has played that i just think in my mind i love the guy we have seen him as this character within the multiverse but i don't think of him as being that character for the fantastic four movie i think i've been kind of ambivalent like every fan casting i've seen for any of the fantastic four i go yeah i could see that working like i saw one where it was like dacre montgomery as johnny storm Mm. i'm like yeah i could see that yeah um you know there's not one where i haven't been like oh that's a stretch Mm. i think maybe because i don't have a huge connection to the fantastic four like i you know it's either good or it's shit it's either going to be you know, Jessica Alba and, and Chris Evans, or it's going to be that fucking horrible thing that they did to Michael B. Jordan and, and that Kate lot. Mara, yeah. Kate, you know, I think I'm probably saving all my 
preemptive criticisms for when they start announcing what they're going to do with the X-Men. Like, you know, yeah. you know, I'm going to be a monster for the two years leading up to that when they started okay. doing things. So I think at this point, I'm just like, whatever they do with the Fantastic Four, it can't be worse than fan four sticks. So I'll just, I'll take whatever. I'm cool. I'll take whatever. Moving on from Fantastic Four then, just while you brought that up briefly on uh, on X-Men, this is not, it's, I didn't even hear about the speculation. I didn't even hear about the rumor. I just heard about the actor saying that the rumor has got no validity to it. Glenn Powell, who plays Hangman in Top Gun Maverick. So like the arsehole kind of bad guy. Oh, that guy. That guy. Yep. yep. He that came version out. Of Iceman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the Iceman 2.0, Maverick's Iceman. He had to come out and deny that he is heavily in talks to play Cyclops. And he's like, I don't even know where this came from, right? Like, like that would be fucking awesome. Why wouldn't it be? He's like, but I'm not talking to anyone, so I don't know where this came from. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, I mean, it's probably his management going, hey, did you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden the internet's talking about it, and then he's like, what? And then Marvel like, Oh, I guess we better have a look. At this we hadn't considered him. I guess we better put him on the short list. Is he interested? You know, and I've seen that guy in other roles. He's not always just the, you know, kind of dick that he the played. Douche, in, yeah, in, the in douchey Maverick frat boy. But um, all of a sudden, you know, we're fans. My mind starts going like, oh, wonder what he would be like. Now, in fairness, I don't know the character like you do at all. And again, most of my knowledge, and even if it's not the majority of the knowledge that I have, but certainly the oversaturated um, version of that character that I have is from the singer films is James Marsden. James Marsden to me mm. is Cyclops because I've seen him in comics. I've seen him in the animated series. I haven't seen anywhere near the uh, X-Men animated series volume that I should have, but I can't help but think of James Marsden. And then when people talk about Cyclops as this like leader, and I'm like, yeah, kind of, because he wasn't that in those movies. He was there. Nah. Then he was overshadowed by Wolverine. And then he was whiny and he was brainwashed for the second film. And then he got killed off in the third. And it's like, he was never in those movies. Yeah, we, so, never, got, we never got a proper Cyclops in those right. films. And I would say even in the um, the first class class, yeah, that, yeah, that young guy. I mean, that young guy's good, mm. but he wasn't a good Cyclops to me. Yeah, so... I can't. I couldn't get top of my head. I couldn't give you one other thing that Glenn Powell is in. But you having seen him in Maverick, and you, they go, "Hey, tomorrow," they say he's playing Cyclops. What's your immediate thought? That could work. Yeah, he could definitely play because that was one of the criticisms that they they did with Hugh Jackman and, and James Marsden is they should have played the opposite character. Like James Marsden's a little shorty, mm. and Hugh Jackman's six three, six four, or whatever. And it's like Cyclops is, the, he's the Boy Scout. He's yep. Superman. He's hes six foot four, chiseled jaw. He's hes the guy that follows all the rules, says yes, sir, to Xavier. You know, he's the good boy. Um, and Cyclops and Wolverine's, you know, the rebel. So I could definitely see him playing that, you know, Dirk Square Jaw kind of version of Cyclops. So that could work. Nice. I mean, having said that, there's, one of the best cartoons is where they flipped it. It's a, it's a cartoon I've spoken to you about a lot called Wolverine and the X-Men mm. where it act, they actually flipped the script and it's like post Jean having quote unquote died and she's missing and it fucking breaks Cyclops and he becomes this loner that goes out on his own and does all these reckless things, getting into bar fight. He basically becomes Wolverine. He's the one yeah. getting, he's the one getting into bar fight. He starts wearing a trench coat and shit like that <laughs> and goes on, he's riding a motorbike being the badass 
And Wolverine is actually the the one that has to be the level-headed leader and bring the X-Men back together. So it was kind really of what cool. they made Hugh Jackman's Wolverine by the end of it. Like, especially yeah, like Days yeah. Of Future Past, yeah. I really like the way they they flip the script on that. So yeah, yeah I, I can definitely see Glenn Powell doing like a yeah Dirk Squaredjaw version of Cyclops, and I wouldn't be mad at it. I'm I'm probably I'm going to be more critical of who they cast as Storm. Mm. Will probably be the most critical. Of um of who who they cast as Storm and then who they fill the ranks out to be like are we going to get a Gambit and a Rogue, um are we going to get Nightcrawler are we you know certain certain characters that um that I want to see yeah yeah and and even like the Wolverine like one thing I hear about from you know a lot of people fans and you know other podcasters and stuff and online um reporters that I follow and they say hold off on Wolverine for a bit. You know, like let yeah. the X Men be the X Men. You know, maybe, maybe he's a second film or a third. I, mm, I'd yeah. like to say that. Okay, well, the the movie guys aren't going to do that. Maybe Kevin Feige would. Yeah, him knowing well, the, the power of what he's got. The original X Men lineup, the very very before Wolverine came in, like twenty years later, when they brought in Colossus and Sunfire and Nightcrawler and all the 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 quote unquote international, mm. it was just a bunch of white folk, which I don't think they do now. But it was it was Cyclops, Jean, Beast. Iceman and Angel. Mm. That was that was the original quote unquote first class. Yeah, and it wasn't until they brought in what they call the giant size X Men, where they did a bit of you know um, diversity and brought in Storm and Sunfire and Colossus and Wolverine because Wolverine was originally like Australian at some point. That's right. Um, and they brought in Warpath as a, as a Native American, you know, and they started diversifying it a little bit, and then they found you know better better team-ups mm. so i think even if they did that original five they'd probably diversify it up a little bit but i just love that there was a great meme i saw the other day that was um it was like the it was a fan-made poster for the captain marvel 2 sequel yeah and it had had captain marvel ms marvel and photon all up the top it was like the marvels and then down below was an unused still of anna paquin's rogue from um the road cut of days of future past because mm. that's how rogue gets her powers is she holds on to ms uh, to captain marvel that's right puts her in a coma and that's how she gets her super strength and flight um, and puts Carol Danvers in a coma. So I, I kind of like the idea. It's like, well, if they ever really get sick of Brie Larson, they can just bring in a rogue and just put her in a coma. <laughs> and then, you know, just like yeah, we can lose them for as long as we need them to, as is becoming the Marvel thing at the moment. It's like, yeah, we can mm. just narratively do something that allows our actors to, you know, take yeah. some time off. There's one of the best episodes, not to divulge into even more X-Men chat, but you brought it up. No. There's a, there's a great... Um, one of the best episodes of the cartoon from the 90s is an episode where Rogue basically goes insane because when she did hold on to Captain Marvel for too long, under orders from Mystique, who was posing to be a foster mother at the time, but that's a whole separate thing, <laughs> she actually absorbed part of Carol Danvers' psyche and that's why Carol ended up in the coma because Rogue, like, absorbed her personality. And then she, um, Professor Xavier, like, she was, like, Rogue had, like, almost, like, multiple personalities and Xavier had to like lock Carol Danvers in like a box in her brain oh, so that Rogue could be a normal person. And then those mental barriers break down and Carol Danvers starts like night walking in Rogue's body. Uh, and they have this whole like fight over control of, of Rogue's body and stuff like that. So I'm like, that would be that's sick. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To see in live action. And that's what I love. Like the way that even though it's like, oh, as fans of the entire, you know, universe of marvel characters not even just the mcu but we haven't been able to have x-men until what two years ago or whatever once the sort of the, the sale went through but 
because since then we've had Captain Marvel introduced, we can have the idea that the rogue and Captain Marvel thing could happen now. Mm. That wouldn't have made sense in Brian Singer's act, uh, thing that like those two meet up because like who's that? Oh, it doesn't matter. She's a bigger character. Does who cares? We can move. Yeah, on. they would have yeah. had to have just started with those being Rogue's powers, which yeah. doesn't really doesn't really tie in with her energy absorption powers. Yeah, and like you know, sadly, if, you know, Chadwick Boseman was still with us, and and they were, or at least if they were continuing on with the T'Challa character, that you know we could have what is it, a comic thing, general Marvel um, mythology thing where T'Challa and Storm get married, right? And they have yeah. a kid, right? So, like, we can't do that because they're not moving on. I mean, they could, character, go, but they could you... go full, like, um, inclusivity and, like, have Storm marry Shuri. Yeah. Yeah, if well, she, if she becomes um, Black could. Panther. Yep. That could be cool. That could be a cool way to do it. Yeah. So it's good that, like, it, you know, outside forces affecting the narrative that it ends up making not that everything has to be an adaptation of the comics but it's also like well we're adapting the comics because people love them so yeah, much well, so. i mean what, what are we doing why are we making live action comic book films if we're not going to adapt the comics that they're based on because that's why mm. people love them yeah like we we go to see live action comic book films because they're the characters that we grew mm. up on like these characters that we've loved since we were kids so it's like and you're showing to, to a different audience why yeah, people in a love different, them in a different, in a different medium yeah. in a different medium because it's true there's there's some comic books that don't adapt to cartoons and there's some cartoons that don't adapt to live action you know mm. things like that so it's that's why everything is so hit and miss with um with comic book movies yeah but um that's the whole point of why they're made is you know so we can we can see these classic stories told in a new way i mean it, it's it's just a it's a not to get too metaphysical about it but it's just the, the same way it's like movies we watched in the 70s and 80s were actually just modern retellings of old Shakespeare movies. Like 10 mm. Things I Hate About You is just a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. You know, things like that. Mm. Um, Clueless. Clueless was a retelling of a Shakespeare story. Yeah. Um, just done in a modern, with a modern filter over it. Yeah. So it's the same thing, really. We're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're seeing those, those same stories retold in a fresh way. Mm. I love doing that to people that don't like sci-fi or that don't like oh superhero it's so dumb and you you give them a baseline storyline mm. and like oh that sounds really cool and i'm like oh really because that's the uh, that's the that's the plot line of x-men and or something like that right yeah. because it is it's everything like there's only so many different stories or 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 um personal sort of journeys and character developments that you that you can tell but if you oh well, we're going to do what we did in that you know oscar winning drama set in the 1860s we're just going to apply that to a 2023 uh, marvel superhero film yeah. and what does that happen when that person has powers and what happens if that person can come back to life like how does that affect that story but the through line is the same yeah and that's what my story but you're putting when, you put a sci-fi filter over it. you put a western filter over it yeah but a political drift like you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah. I remember that, like it for whatever reason, it just threw me back all the way back to 2009 Avatar, right? And everyone, oh, that's Fern Gully. And then someone comes, oh, that's just dances with wolves. And it's like, yeah, it's all of these things yeah, because that story of, oh, this person goes into this thing and to, you know, for this reason, ends up falling, you know, into the way of the people. Wow. Yeah. Like my dad came out of Avatar. And I didn't see it with him. My mum and my dad went, I think Lincoln took them, my brother. And and dad goes, oh, no, no, just no, couldn't get into it. Couldn't get into the story. No, and I'm like, no, you just didn't like that it was blue cat people. Yeah. There's nothing to do with the story. Because then I'm like, okay, hang on a sec. And I read out this synopsis and said, okay, so this soldier is sent in by whatever the group was called into the tribe of the native people 
to move them on so that the government can come and mine their lands. But he begins to fall in love with the princess of the tribe and ends up becoming part and like fighting off the government forces. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I couldn't get into it. And I said, dad, that's a Clint Eastwood film that you own and you love. Yeah. And it was. It was like oh, I read the synopsis. Oh, there's yeah. a three pack of Clint also, films, and it's also so Disney's many, Pocahontas. Exactly. It's so <laughs> many different films, yeah, right? Absolutely. But you go, oh, what's Pocahontas? Oh, that's a great story. You know, Indians and and uh, and like you know these colonizers. And oh my god, it's a love story at the center where this guy saw the error of his ways and and the errors of his people trying to take land off these people that were native to it. And oh, it's so disgusting. It's like, what if they were blue cat people? No, I, it, the story just doesn't make sense. Too it's like, far. It's the same thing last thing on casting very quickly it's only because it also has come up since our last one and while we are talking about x-men um Giancarlo esposito plays a great bad guy we know him as gus fring from breaking bad we know him as um oh god i'm losing his name but from mandalorian and uh oh, and like yeah, a bunch of other things right name in yeah oh jesus it just escaped me again and oh no i'm um, off gideon that's um, it yep off gideon from the mandalorian he's great um Love his voice. He's great as a bad guy in a video game. He's great in bad guy TV, bad guy movies. Everyone loves to see him as a bad guy and everyone's, oh, well, you know, he, sh- he should be like Dr. Doom. Oh, he should be Magneto. And then other since then, of like, oh, Professor X. And he has said that he has met with Marvel or at least he's spoken with them. And he likes the idea of playing Professor X as a X-Men casting. If you had to put him as one, what do you put him as Magneto because you love him as a bad guy or do you think he brings a bit like he's very different to Patrick Stewart but is that why we would need someone like him do you like the idea of him playing any one of those beloved characters of yours I would almost throw a curveball and make him Mr. Sinister I think he'd make a great Mr. Sinister I I, yeah I I have only seen him as a bad guy so my limited imagination goes I can't imagine him as Professor X but mm. fucking in in two thousand, people were looking at uh, what 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 a Hugh Jackman had done at that point. Uh, what was that paperback hero? Paperback hero. Yeah. You would look at you wouldn't watch paperback hero and go, well, that's the next fucking Wolverine, obviously. Yeah. Um, never would have happened. So it might just be my limited imagination, but I'm like, I can't see him having the the empathetic mm. nature. One of the one of the greatest analogies I've ever heard is basically um, X like in the X Men, and I think we've talked about this before. Professor Xavier is Martin Luther King. Mm. Magneto is Malcolm X. Yes. You know, they both want the exact same thing. They just go about it in very different ways. I guess on that, does that work? Because that's the other thing is that people like, I, I, again, I only know Magneto. The saturation is Ian McKellen. And when his first film came out in 2000, age appropriate wise, it made sense that in the great story of Eric Lenscher was a survivor of um, the Holocaust, right? Mm. He, was a, he was a Jewish boy that grew up in uh, in Nazi Germany and all that other sort of stuff. How important, and I'm, I'm not, they go, oh, can you? Like, but how important do you actually think it is to that character? Because unless they're going to make this a period drama or they've been plucked and they're just in a time bubble that he's just disappeared in the 70s and popped out 50 years later, that shit ain't going to work anymore if we're going to keep Mag- and I want Magneto to be around. I don't want to have him as like yeah. he's he's a dying mutant that's a hundred years old and you know live on through me or anything. I want him around, right? So, how important do you think it is for him to have been a Holocaust survivor? And could they really um, go through that that metaphor essentially of him be- it being a Martin Luther King, Malcolm X thing? 
could that be actually what it is? And as Giancarlo Esposito, you know, this, you know, certainly blacker than Patrick Stewart was, um, you know, and, and we have two African-American, two people of color of some description playing those characters where it is very much based in civil rights movements and, and racial dramas of, of the 50s and 60s, as opposed to being a, a World War II, late 30s, early 40s thing, so that their age... Well, they're older, and John Carlos. I was worried that John Carlos Esposito was like a lot older. He's actually he's only in like his early sixties. Um, oh, yep. So, could that work? That they really delve into that metaphor, and but instead of the metaphor, that's actually what it was, rather than a yeah, yeah a, a Jewish and, and Nazi Germany thing. But it's actually a um, a, a black civil rights movement I decades think, later. I think that could be a great way to update it a little bit because mm. yeah, like the X Men has always been a metaphor for being othered. Mm. It's for racism sexism homophobia you know any of that any anyone who's been othered by mm. someone just being existing as who they are any any type of way of of marginalizing a group of people so it's like being a mutant is an is a metaphor for that so i i loved the way that the 2000 movie brought in a real world thing of the holocaust mm. as a as a parallel to that I think that was really because obviously as a kid watching the X-Men cartoon, they never got into that. They didn't no. get into any of that. So, you know, that as an as a I would think I was what 16 or 17 when um that came out, I was like, oh my God, this is the most adult thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, Magneto was in the Holocaust. And it was a way to to sympathize with him. Because that's the end of the day, you you do you do want to sympathize for Magneto a little bit. He just mm. goes about it in some really unethical kind of ways depending on where you sit on that spectrum so yeah i think the civil rights movement could be a really great way to quote unquote buy the character another 20 or 30 years move it forward a little bit mm. and he could have faced some you know a lot of um prejudice that way i don't buy into anyone going oh look he can't be black it's too on nose for him to be black um hello ian mccallum played a jewish man who is in the holocaust like that's on the nose to <laughs> that's just as on the nose <laughs> as then comparing that to um, a black person going through the civil rights movement in, you know, the sixties and seventies and stuff like that. So anyone who has that argument can get fucked. Um, <laughs> it would be perfect. Um, and it's like, Oh no, professor Xavier as a black man, he's fucking bald. How many bald black guys are out there? It's yeah. not, you know, he's going to have the look you need just because he's slightly more melanated. It doesn't matter. So no, I think I think um, that could be a really cool way to um, to update the characters. It all just comes down to just not being, not discovering it, and not making the writing really on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want to you want to come at it from a subtle, neutral point of view to make bigoted people like people who think that Homelander is actually the hero of the boys. Like there was so much this season, wasn't exist. there? There was like like halfway through season three and. Twitter just blew up because it was like, hey, people are starting to realize like, there's a group of people that are starting to realize, hey, Homelander isn't the good guy. And I'm like, yeah. Have we, sorry, have we been watching the right show? Like, right. Have we all been watching the same show? Are you, is it, is it something different? So, <laughs> have you been, have you, did you actually think the show was about the antagonists, like the boys, yeah. the bad guys? And you're like, oh, we've never seen it from the bad guy's point of view before. And that's what this is. It's like, <laughs> no, they're fighting no. absolute power. What yeah. are you talking about? So I think, I think that would be a really cool way to do that. And yeah, for those people who don't get, like the, the the thing that blows my mind the most is there are homophobic people who are fans of the X Men. Yeah, 
that blows my mind that you mm. can't see the analogy between those two things or racist people who like the exercise. So it's like, if they can just write it in a really matter of fact way and people reach those conclusions on their own, yeah. rather than being shoved down their throat, there's so much more open to be like, Oh my God, I just realized that the X-Men are a metaphor for racism. Even oh prior to that, can you imagine the amount of, amount of those people that would be sitting there just be like, I can't believe these people are hating these people just for who they were born. Like how? Like, what right. Just, let's go out there and hammer black people just because they look different than us. So then we can go home and dissect how this is about people being marginalized for the yeah. way that they look. What are yeah. you? What are you talking about? You yeah. idiots. <laughs> so I've I've definitely in the last few years I've definitely gotten over the idea that a, a comic book character has to look exactly the way they did in the comics. Yeah. Like I remember when um, Zendaya was cast as Mary Jane, I was like, huh. Mm. what but you need a, a redhead yeah. i don't care about the color of her skin i'm like you just she needs to be a redhead like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we're going for and then i realized well a they kind of skirted around that by just she's mj so it didn't really matter mm. and then by the time they got around to casting um i've blanked on her name catwoman from the batman uh zoe kravitz zoe kravitz who was in x-men first class yeah when they cast her as catwoman i was like oh and there was that brief moment where i went she doesn't look like Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> and then because to me, that's my Catwoman. But yeah. then I forgot about the the 10 other Batman animated films I've watched where Catwoman's been a woman of color mm-hmm. or you know, and hasn't looked like Michelle Pfeiffer. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course. It, it can be anybody as long as Ooh. it's done correctly. I, I really didn't have that. But when they announced Zoe Kravitz, I'm like, Oh yeah, she oozes sexiness. And oh, absolutely! Oh my but god, yeah. I can see her as Catwoman already. Like I know, I know. We arrived at the same thing. I was just immediately. I was probably a bit piggish, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> she's like, she's awkwardly hot and and yeah. sexy." Um, I still, I, I still that. hate the balaclava they put her in. The balaclava with the hole in it is just one of the worst crimes ever. <laughs> Um, but other than that, she did a fantastic job in that movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, sexiness is only 95% of the budget. The other 5% is like what you can find laying around in the closet. You know? and that's, uh, that's what yeah. she had. Well, watch this space. Dare say for the Fantastic Four sooner than the X-Men. But you never know. They could drop a bomb on us next week and go, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, Krasinski, um, bring out the fan. Like That could be the way that they uh, shut the ball down. It's like, oh, it's on Disney Plus in five years. So that's yeah. how we're talking about it. But anyway, let's really I'm hoping talk- we'll, I'm hoping we get some information on the um, animated show, the X-Men 95. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah, yeah. we'll get some info on that. Get Maybe get some vision of that. Oh, 97, sorry. 97. That's right. I just didn't want the X-Men guy to... I forgot because, yeah, because it, it picks up at the end of the show, not at the, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'll let it around this. Okay. X-Men 97. There we go. <laughs> X-Men 97. Uh, all right. Let's really talk about some uh, Disney Plus stuff. Uh, we're two episodes deep. Uh, we're a couple of days out from episode three dropping. Let's talk a little bit of She-Hulk, attorney at law. Slash attorney for hire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. For that like, brief. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, brief- what are they are they, are they renaming the show after a week? What's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, you watched this before me. I, it took me nearly a week to watch the first episode, which I like. I was counting down like, in under the line. I was like, August 18, August 18, August 18. Just couldn't wait, couldn't wait, couldn't wait. And then I had a really big thing at work on August the 19th. And I was working on a really big thing on the August the 18th. Like, did, I, I think I slept for like an hour that night. Couldn't watch yeah, it that wow. night. All day on the 19th all night the 19th and then you know the 20th is saturday very busy and i wanted to watch it with my wife and she was out and she's working and then sunday we were busy and then from like the next like half a week 
we were so sick and the kids are at home. Not that She-Hulk in the end, I didn't think it would be, but in the end, it's, it's really, it's it's kid-friendly. Kids could watch yeah. that, absolutely. But I just didn't. And I was like, this is killing me. And there weren't spoilers flying around online, but still I'm like, here's me counting down like it's a hundred days it's 200 days until she like i didn't do that but like i knew when it was coming out for so yeah. long and it gets to the day and all of a sudden it's like yeah add another week and it hurt because huh. you were there loving the, it i assume and you know waiting the extra day was the problem for me it's like i'm so used to disney plus stuff coming out on a wednesday or a friday here oh yeah but when they said it comes out on a thursday i sat down on wednesday night ready to watch she hulk and i was like Oh fuck! I'm a day early. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's that's good forward planning from Disney because you know Miss Marvel and Obi Wan coming out on the same night was clearly a bit rough for them. Mm. Uh, I mean, I had no qualms if I was watching one thing, I was watching Obi Wan. Sorry, Miss Marvel. Oh, I just I, I just watched them back to back. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like I think I did that once or twice, but um, yeah, I love Miss Marvel, but uh, yeah, I was watching Obi Wan first. Yeah, Obi Wan. Um, yeah, whereas. Andor comes out in three weeks, the 21st of September. So they and and they're dropping three episodes in the first night. So they're not dropping Marvel and and yeah, well, uh, and Star Wars content on at the same time. So um well done to them. Um well I guess you know what you watched it first. Mm. You share your thoughts because I've had a yeah, we we you've been we've been skirting around it because we wanted to save it until we were behind the mic. Yeah. But um, yeah, what do you think? And then what have you thought of the first two episodes? I'm loving it so far. I think I did say in one of our group chats, I said, I think it's the strongest opening episode of any of the Marvel TV shows. Mm. I think, I know, like, I really enjoyed WandaVision because I am a, I'm a sitcom nerd. I know you had a few issues with, like, the, the two first two episodes. You were like, what? Okay, we're past that. Now we can get into the story because it, it was very... Um, sparse in its you know progress in what it was letting you know what's actually happening whereas uh she-hulk just kind of drops it it's like yep she's already she-hulk she's going to give you like a daredevil style story where she's going to tell you what happened she's looking straight into the camera ferris bueller daredevil style um she's having fun with it oh sorry yeah deadpool i only say that because i was listening to another podcast where they were talking about this show and they referenced daredevil meaning to say Deadpool as yeah. well. And the, well, and yeah, the, the I, guy I, waited until the second time and he had to point it out. I'm like, because it's 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 D, it's two syllables. Like, yeah, yeah. And I've got Daredevil on the brain when I'm thinking about She-Hulk because I know yes, he's indeed. showing up at some point. Um, Yeah, and it's like we, we, we got through the origin story lightning quick, which I really enjoyed. It's like, you know, get past it, get to the meat and potatoes of it. And then the second episode was really, really good as well. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Again, all the fucking incels out there are like, oh, Bruce went through so much and she's just like, oh, I didn't have to go through all that. I'm fine. And it's like, get over it. Like, yeah. A, she got a tiny, tiny dose of gamma radiation through his blood. She doesn't have multiple personality syndrome that Bruce is dealing with. It's just she has different things that she's dealing with. It's like, you know, guess what? If you put two kids down and they get the exact same lesson from a teacher in school and they take the same test, they get a different score. Mate, that's, I've got that's what's happening sons. right now. Okay, they're different ages, but at the same age, my youngest is five. When all three of them were five, they are insanely different kids. Yeah. And we are teaching the same morals. We are teaching the same lessons along the way. Okay, I get it. The second boy had an older one and the third one has two older kids. Yeah. The nurturing is a little bit different, but like yeah. it's it is different. It's amazing you have to explain to people that different people experience the same thing <laughs> in a different way. That's what makes us different as people. Yeah. And then the flip side, it's like, 
well, what is the point in telling a She-Hulk story if it's exactly the same as Hulk's story? Could you imagine that? You only imagine- there's a vagina instead of a penis that we don't see. If like- they think agree now, you imagine if we get the exact same uh, setup, the exact same struggles, and the yeah. same character development. People go, what? So you did the exact same thing, but just made it a woman. Oh, how woke? Oh, what? You just had to, or we had to make it a woman, but you had to give it yeah. the same thing because you can't be creative. It's like now we're doing something different. It's like, yeah, but why can't you do the same thing? Because I'm confused. Like, what? Like, fucking mate, pick a lane. You yeah, know? exactly. It's like, mm. oh, oh, now she's going to go fight she abomination. Oh, that's lame. Like, <laughs> fucking hell. That's, it's amazing. People just still don't get it. So no. I'm, I'm loving it. It's, it's in the same way. Ms. Marvel, I found, was really eye-opening in the way that they didn't shy away from the negative aspects of her faith and her religion and, and the things that are mm. wrong in that and, and in that in in their culture. And then the the lesson I got in partition, which was never taught in school for art, well for me at least, God, was ne- I was never taught about partition. So it was really interesting to to learn about that. And I actually then did my own kind of deep dive into Google learning about partition after that. Cause I was like, what is this partition they keep referencing? I was like, Oh snap, this was a huge thing. Yeah. Um, so it's like, cool. Let's, let's have Jen go through different stuff. I love like, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's my kind of humor. Uh, it's that quick, you know, quippy, you know, self-aware kind of shit. And, Tatiana Maslany is fucking. Oh the my god, she's, she's so, so good. she is so good. I so still good. have no. And I was watching this with my wife, and I said, and I think I just wanted to point out that it was her, just in case Sarah's a bit funny in the show, and I'll get to that. But I had to point out that it was the chick from Orphan Black because we loved Orphan Black. We never. Mm. I feel like we got maybe two or three episodes into season four, and there's what I think five, and. I think so, yeah. Life got in the way and we never, and honestly, at this point, I'm ready to hit the reset and just go back to the start because I enjoyed it. I would too because so I know it, it, for me, it did taper off a little bit at the end where I was a little bit, oh, this isn't as good as the first Yeah, once of all of a sudden it's like, hey, there's like a 10,000 male clones too. Oh my God. But, yeah. oh, she, like. She's so good. Very and, rarely do you get the the chance to experience it, but uh, me trying to explain it to somebody, I said, okay, so she plays like different client versions of herself. I said, honestly, you forget that it's the same. Oh, how can you forget it's the same actress? Oh, she, her hair's a little bit different. I'm like, no. You know when you see an actor that you've never seen before, but they pop up and you only know them as one character and you go, oh, I hate that person because I hate this character, right? I, or in a good way, I hate them. I hate how, how mad they make me in this show. Whenever I see them, I know that I hate them. But then she pops up as a character that I love. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love this chick. Thank God she's back. And I'm like, hang on. It's the same actress. Yeah. Playing off against herself. And she does it six different times in a scene where there's a bunch of people sitting around a kitchen table formulating a plan. And then they cut across town to a building and there's an evil, really evil version of herself. And then there's like a foreign version of herself and she's putting on different accents and shit. And I'm like, she's so, she's so good. And it's the only thing I know her from. And I do know that. She was up for Jin Erso in Rogue One, and she didn't get that. Oh. But they were like, Star Wars is going to get the orphan black actress, and I'm like, oh my god, that would be so amazing! Like, it'd be a great platform for her. But what a what a get, what a steal for Star Wars for this like new. It was a second film at back at that point, but yeah. like this new story, this not sequel story. They're going to get her. Oh my god! Then then they didn't, and like I love Felicity Jones as well, but. As pr- I reckon if you get it for Rogue One, I don't think she's doing the Marvel thing. I, no. I, I don't think so. And I'm so glad she missed out on Star Wars because yeah. I've, I've seen 
what 47 minutes maybe of content that she's in 46 of like she's pretty much in every scene of this because she has because it's her story and she's telling you uh, as a narrator um she's she's so i did have i i very much like a lot of the internet i did have some issues when the trailers came out and i was like there's something in the uncanny valley about what Mm. they're doing with she hulk it's not quite right and it wasn't until i watched this first episode i realized what it was it's the hair because yeah. part of the training sequence where She-Hulk has her hair up in a bun, it's flawless. It's spot on. What I realize, what I think they're doing is they're using whatever elements they had from Captain Marvel's CGI hair mm. from when Captain Marvel's all like energy and glowy where there's energy moving through her. So her, her sort of hair movement makes a little more sense. Mm. Whereas I think with She-Hulk, her Hulk hair just has a little bit too much movement to it. And yeah. I think that's what puts everything off. When she had it up in the bun during the training, it wasn't distracting. It was perfect. It was just like, boom, I can focus on her face. And the face work was great. I loved it. But yeah, every now and then her hair is just, a, it's kind of, it's almost like um, a Doctor Strange's cloak. It's just yeah. sometimes it's just a little bit too magic too carpet. Flowy and yeah. Um, it's a little bit too much of its own personality. But yeah, the actual sort of facial, like motion cap and stuff like that, I think is fantastic. Yeah, there's a couple of, I mean, take the um, the cape out of it, like natural real world things that CGI just hasn't mastered. And I've always looked at like fire and water. We just can't do it, right? Fire, we're getting there because like fire is so quick and there's so many different layers. Whereas it used to be really like flat and slower than what I think fire really is. And they, yeah. they're slowly getting there. Water, still not there. But then you look at the trailer for Avatar 2 and I'm like, holy shit, James Cameron has nailed water. He can do CGI water. He's amazing. He can do everything. Yeah, Aquaman two is like, can we borrow some of that? Yeah. Can we <laughs> so no, what we need to we need to push our sequel back an entire year just yeah. to forget how realistic Avatar two looks in the water yeah. scenes, right? Um, and then yeah, She Hulk like the hair. It's like we can't obviously can't do human hair in the way that it moves. I mean, Aquaman one. It's hard enough making it move in water because hair moves so weirdly in water. Yeah, let alone how fake hair moves in gravity and air um it's funny like sarah that was i I, okay i'm watching with her and it's it's funny leading into it after six days of reading the internet trolls like paying it out because it's a woman or like a woman who has easy she's 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 the marvel's version of ray she's the she's the mary sue of of hulks right she blah 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 and i'm like you know i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna watch this with my wife and, you know, like we just finished watching Miss Marvel and then there's been a bunch of like series so far that have got either co-leads or leads or whatever. And the movie's coming out like, yeah, like, oh, the MCU, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, there, there, are all, there are women in the world. It's amazing that just, like, mm. a couple of them happen to be superheroes within the MCU. What are the chances? Guess what? Every single person that exists on this planet came out of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so bang. that's how we got here, guys. They exist. <laughs> don't be afraid of them. Don't. Yeah. Like, actually don't. Um, and what did we, oh, I forget now what we, what we finished watching. And Sarah's like, oh, uh, that, um, that's a shame. That's, that's ended. God, what was that now? Anyway. And I saw, um, I've, um, oh, I mean, there's a new Marvel one out. If she's like, okay. 
cool. Like she's watched every Marvel, I think, at least Disney Plus series uh, with me. And it's like, yeah, hey, nice. cool. It's, it's a new season. Clearly there's a new Disney Plus Marvel TV show out because that's how, to, um, you know, the Disney machine works. And uh, I'm on the menu and I thought, surely she can see it there. No, she clearly didn't. And I go up and I click into it and it pulls up the page and says, she helps. <laughs> Sarah, she says, Oh, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and I just started like laughing. Your, it's like your dad at Avatar. She's like, yeah. fucking green people. Yeah. And she's like, She Hulk. Oh my God. And I'm like, nah, yeah, well, and um, which so is so click, great when there's you know, that line where it's like, She Hulk, ugh, it's so derivative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, no, I should, like, I, I think I get from the trailer that that's part of the fun. It'll be She Hulk, which, they had to make fun of and they have to do that in the show because yeah. it's 2021 when they announced this show's coming out and they're sticking with the term that was given to her when she was created. She's the she version of something else. Like, yeah. whoa, that's a brave move, but I guess you're going to have to. And you know what? That's something that I don't think I've seen backlash against the fact that she's called she Hulk. Like that hasn't come up. Yeah. Not compared to everyone losing their minds over lady Thor. Yes, right. Somehow, you know? Lady Thor bad. She Hulk fine. Like I don't, yeah. I don't understand that. And then so yeah, we, you know, we 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 click into it, and um, and I want to say oh, I forget which one came first. I reckon must have been her physique. It was like oh god, just men, you know, wanting to like. Of course, she looks like that. You know, she's so fit and toned and like her clothes obviously can't fit her because she's a hulk and you know she grows they shrink and you know that she's you know busty and she's athletic and she's perfect looking and our men just want to see these you know one of their superheroes but in a really sexy woman version i'm like i can't argue with that i don't know when she was created it was probably aiming toward an audience as well as women but also to men that like you can look at a couple of comics Women characters back then, and probably still some now, don't dress um, logically. Right? Yeah. The She-Hulk originally wore a one-piece swimsuit mm. with like the real high cut with basically a piece of material about this wide covering the vajayjay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so at least this, like, she's fully clothed. And I think she'll end up being in like some kind of like bike pants yep. type kind of thing. But it's like, fuck, I mean, look at, look at, Bruce Banner, like he's in all these tight fitting t-shirts with like yep. a perfect physique as like Professor Hulk. And fucking, yeah, exactly. I think I still think Chris Evans takes the cake for, you know, wearing the tightest t-shirts in yep. Age of Ultron when he's ripping yeah. the um stumper in half. And yeah. you and I were both would both happily be that stump at that point. I remember when we when we saw that, we were like, that's fine. Chris <laughs> Evans can can do that to me any day of the week. We're totally comfortable in our sexualities to say. <laughs> We'd let him do it. It's not a problem. But you mentioned the hair and Sarah says, you know, what? I think it's the hair. She's just, why isn't her hair like that when she gets into Hulk? Why is it, why is it bright and be long and straight and perfect? Why, mm. why isn't it like a messy sort of curly mop? Like she, that's bullshit. Why does it do that? <laughs> His doesn't do that. When he goes from Hulk to, 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 to Bruce, it stays the same. And I'm like, I don't, I don't. I love, know. I love that that's her. her exactly right. Point. Yeah. She's yeah. like, no, giant, giant green monster. Fine. Hair growth, no. And then I get to like have fun with the argument too, um, where like they get into that fight at the uh, towards the end of episode one, and they're punching on for a bit, and then Sarah like, I think she was like, oh, I'm gonna get some food or something. Do you want some food? And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. We're, um, gonna get a snack on late at night, and she says, don't pause it. 
Like they're fighting, you know, like, what am I going to miss? You know, a green person punching a green person. Like, I'm not going to miss anything, you know, she wasn't hating it. It was just like, I don't need, I don't need to yeah. savor this CGI fight in a CGI jungle. Um, and I did pause it anyway. And it's because I was like, oh, what did, what did you say? Like pretending I didn't <laughs> hear it. And, um, and she goes, also, I can't believe like they're fighting because like, okay, they're cousins, they're bickering, but like, He's a man, she's a woman, and we're just watching him punch the shit out of her. And I said, well, it's a Hulk punching a Hulk. She says, yeah, but it's men. I'm like, I said, what? Like, what? Men and women aren't equal. And, yeah. and she goes, it's, it's, and more, she, it's more sexist to not hit a woman than yeah. it is to hit a woman. And, but I said, that, I'm like, I oh, said, so they're not equal. She says, no, well, we're not. And I know what she means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By that. But also, I just took that at face value 2022 style. And I go, oh, like she's in another room. And I go, wow. Like wow, our, our 14 month wow. daughter, old daughter is upstairs. And you're telling me that she's not equal to her three older brothers? That's, I mean, I I, I love her equally. Um, I mean, some people would say that I favor her over my, but I guess we're not equal. That's interesting that you're teaching her that in this house. Like, you know, it's such a, <laughs> I knew exactly what she meant. And of yeah. course she knows exactly that I know exactly what she meant, blah, blah, blah. But it was just funny, like all the online, any hate that was coming and all the review bombing that was done three days before the show's even out. And it was like IMDB bombed to like one stars. Yeah, it's like you peanuts, at least wait until it premieres before you review bomb it. You idiots. Cause now, okay. It's getting the traction that it's getting a low rating, but also people know that it's bullshit. So what you're trying to do yeah. is making it more obvious that you're whatever is that all the hate was, oh, this is just aimed to win. This is just aimed to please women. This is just about women. And in a situation where I'm watching it with my main woman and my woman is not liking it because <laughs> of those reasons. I'm like, oh, well, this is refreshing. I think, I don't know. I've And, and funnily enough, I have always like the Hulk, I've never had any interest in the Hulk. I've always found She-Hulk more interesting mm. Because she retains her personality, so the whole like the Hulk is just Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Like much of what we were talking about before, it's just it's retelling the same story over and mm, over again. Mm. I've never had any interest in like the Hulk, like Bruce Banner losing control to his rage and becoming this rage monster that can destroy things. Like the whole the whole second halves of both the Hulk films are boring as fuck to me because it's just a big <laughs> green guy smashing shit. Yeah, I'm like, but what are his what are his feelings? What's he feeling inside? Is what I want to know. So I've always found She-Hulk more interesting. So yeah, I would I would I would have happily swapped out Bruce Banner for um Jen for God. What I feel bad now because I've forgotten her last name. I always get Walters. Her, Walters. I always get her and Spider Woman confused. Julie Carpenter and Jennifer Walters. I always like amalgamate their names. Mm. So weird. But yeah, I've always felt like I would have quite happily for the first Avengers movie swapped out Bruce for Jen and had that, like had She-Hulk as part of the original Avengers. I just yeah, find wow. her, I find her infinitely more interesting than uh, the Hulk. So I love, I love this, um, this live action version so far. Now, before I continue, when I referred to my wife as my woman, I was, it was. <laughs> I let that slide. I let that slide. <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, but this is for women. Now my woman, as in to say the woman that was around me and yeah. I, my, my version of the example to which people were referring to, but of course, you're, you're equally her man. Mm. As she is. And your doesn't woman. she remind me? <laughs> 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 um, yeah. I, 
See, I do like that, I, but I guess that's because that's what I know that Hulk is. He's a guy. If he gets too angry, he loses his mind. And I'm quite a fan of uh, of the Incredible Hulk movie. And uh, I I get that if we made a trilogy of that character, we're not making three Incredible Hulks where it's like, oh, he's getting angry again. Oh, now he's breaking yeah. up the city. Like they, I know that they can't do that, and it probably works out very well that the rights are still with Universal and they can't make a, a solo Hulk film only for another couple of months. And we'll talk about that. Um, but um, yeah, I was a bit like come smart Hulk in Endgame. I'm also like, uh, yeah, cool, I it's cool for this film. I just don't know that I want this to be the character ongoing. And yet in this, I really liked Hulk. I yeah. really liked Hulk. I did see and all a it lot is of the, Bruce Banner with a green face, but I really yeah, liked it. A lot of the online hate was like, oh, they've nerfed Hulk. They've nerfed Hulk. Well, you know, they were doing that thing where they get a shot from, you know, the Banner or the What's His Face movies or even the early um, Ruffalo stuff yeah. to now. And it's like, but we're not seeing Hulk. This is Banner. This is Banner is driving the ship. This isn't Hulk. Like, we haven't seen Hulk really since. Ragnarok that Hulk is still there mm. he's just being art- like they even talked about the little device that he's got and stuff like that he's being artificially held back Bruce doesn't want to let go so it's like that Hulk still exists and spoiler alert I think we're going to see him again because I would put money down that what we saw happen to Bruce in this episode where he's on the ship and he takes off oh episode two yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's leading into World War Hulk it has to mm-hmm. it has like what else would they do I know um, there was an interview with the uh, director. What's her name? Um, for um, She Hulk or the show, is she showrunner or director God, oh, or both? Gal, so, someone, Gal, Gal, yeah, yeah. Her was like, oh, this was just our way of saying Hulk's not going to come to the rescue. This is Jennifer's show. Bruce uh, is gone. Like, yeah, this there's is different in, ways you can do that. I'm now. so sorry. Like, this is yeah. this is defining stuff. This is yeah. But yeah, sending Gal. sending Bruce back to space on a ship that looks. Like is this the same model as the one from Ragnarok? They're totally getting him. It's gonna be he's he's gonna be back as a gladiator. It's gonna be World War Hulk. We'll probably get Scar. Maybe you know we might get a bomb. Who knows what we'll get? But I'm like that's what they're setting up. They're, they're yeah. that, absolutely they're setting that up. Well, I guess with that, then we can touch on the rights. Is that um, oh, I heard a brief description of it the other day where the Incredible or the Hulk character rights are similar to that of the Marvel films uh, when they were at Paramount. Because if you remember back in the beginning of the MCU, Iron Man was distributed by Paramount. Iron Man 2 was distributed by Paramount. And I'm, oh, geez, I was going to say, I'm, I was pretty sure that Thor and Captain America in 2011 were also distributed by Paramount. And that was, they were their last ones because they were already in production. They'd already been done and they were a Paramount film, but Disney had bought Marvel in 2010 and the Avengers was theirs. But so maybe, maybe 2011 Thor and Captain America were Disney, but definitely up until Iron Man 2 in 2010, they were Paramount distributed films. But within that deal, like even though they were bought out and they sort of, they, they sold it back to Disney thinking that they weren't going to be big money makers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Well, I mean, the irony that Marvel sold them off in the first place, like because, because they were going broke, busted broke, yeah, yeah. Um, but the deals were similar, 
uh, or the Paramount just fast tracked that and sold it back. But the deal is similar to, I guess, like with Daredevil, right? Daredevil came back to um, to Marvel and obviously then became a Netflix thing. But he came back from, uh, what was that, Fox that had Daredevil? Was that he had to, they had to have had a, a movie in production. Oh, I think, I think it was like, say, 10 years or something, right? Um the benefit- yeah, what's that famous movie where they just made a movie just so they could keep the rights? I can't remember what that was. It was a shit house movie, and they just I think you were, it. I thought you were taking the piss and setting up for a joke there, but um, no, no, there was just I just remember someone saying like, mm. it might I don't know, it might have been the um, the Flintstones movie or a Scooby Doo, yeah, movie, right, one of those. <laughs> might have been Scooby Doo. They just made it just so they just so they could keep the rights because you had to keep the rights. You had to make a movie once every ten years or whatever. Yeah, so they well, just... that was the that was the thing for Daredevil and the, the Ben Affleck movie was two thousand and three, and then I remember it getting to which I mean, Electra was two thousand and five, and she's a Daredevil character. Like I think mm. in the same box, I guess, in, the, in within the contract. So yeah, but, she tends to jump a lot between Wolverine and and Daredevil. Yeah, so I just wonder how that lot. wonder how that came about. Out because I remember in 2013 it was like okay 10 years is up he's back at Marvel and then they announced hey we're gonna do um, the, all these Netflix series and then 2015 we get all these um, Netflix series starting with Daredevil in March of that year or whatever it was and then same with um, Spider-Man films and X-Men films they had to be in production every X amount of years mm. so that Fox retained that and Sony retained Spider-Man films or Sony probably it might be a bit different but I think it was at least the same with the Fox stuff and Disney bought them. We don't have to worry about that anymore. But with Hulk, it's a 15-year deal. Now, 15 years uh, after The Incredible Hulk's release will be June 2023 because that movie, yeah, The Incredible no. Hulk, uh, Iron Man was like late April, uh, early May 2008. And in June 2008 was The Incredible Hulk. So as of June next year, Disney just the the rights revert back to them, which it's a lot more complicated than that. But they don't have to pay you know half a billion dollars or something like that to yeah. get Hulk back. So they they've always been able to use him as a character. It's some weird deal. Like whoever did the deals, like great, but they could not make a solo Hulk film. Well, they could, but Universal would get a lot of the money from the from the profits. Yeah, um, same same, same way mean. with you know Wanda. They could use Wanda in the Avengers, but mm. she couldn't be a mutant. You know, yeah. there were certain rules on what they could yeah, do yeah. with, with Wonder and Pietro. Yeah. And very similar, I guess, to Spider-Man, except Spider-Man's a big enough character that it would have been worth the risk for Marvel to be like, hey, we'll help like kind of point you in the right direction and do mm. the right things and let you borrow Iron Man or let you borrow Nick Fury or whatever. And you just keep a shit ton of the money because when we borrow him for an Avengers film, that shit's going to make some yeah. money. We're just going to be printing our own money that we're going to be so, doing at that point. Yeah, we only need to wait now until, you know, I mean, really, it's not probably not going to happen. But we could have in Comic-Con in July, Marvel come out and go, World War Hulk, boom, 2025, 2026, you know, mm. whatever they want to do. And that's probably already in the works, right? They're probably already talking to Ruffalo and be like, just don't tell anyone at Universal. And, you know, Universal don't, aren't- Don't live stream the, the conversation we have with you. Yeah. And I just, I wonder what, I wonder what Universal do. Do they just sit there and go, look, what do we do? Because they could tomorrow come out and announce they're making a Hulk film. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's not starring Mark Ruffalo because he's contracted to Disney. He's never been a Universal Hulk. He's been a Disney Hulk. We're just going to make another movie with Hulk in it and then mm. keep the rights from the 15 We're bringing years. back Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> right. We're finally making a sequel to Eric Banner's film. You know, so um, 
it, it's interesting that they've like in episodes that's what i find weird is that usually it's the end of these marvel series where they go this is what's coming up and now it's like episode two yeah we're writing him out so that she can be her own hulk but also like they could have just had him do that from mexico and go all right well i promise not to come up regardless of what happens because i know that you've got it handled yeah no instead he's already on a ship and he wormholes across the other side of the galaxy like pretty big step right even the fact that a sakaran ship is in the first two minutes of this show and plays a huge role in how She-Hulk gets her powers in the first place yeah. is uh, is is pretty massive. But, but um, I think the the beautiful ace up Disney sleeves they've got. It's like if Universal did say tomorrow, "Hey, Eric Banner's back as as the Hulk again," mm. they just go, "Okay." In 2027, we're dropping World War Hulk, the series exclusively on Disney Plus. <laughs> like they've always got that backup now, so they mm. can just be like, "Boom, done." Mm. Yeah, and so maybe like it's a it's just a losing battle for Universal. Maybe they're like, hey guys, look seriously, we're gonna we'll throw you a couple of mil, okay? We'll throw you a couple, of, oh yeah, two yeah, mil. Like you know, let's just be a back channel thing. We don't need to talk about it. I don't know. So, yeah. um, but we'll give go- you we'll give you the domestic. We'll take the yeah, international. Yeah, yeah. Like it's <laughs> fine. Very, to go back to what you said, just to like like first thoughts. I and I. I'm glad I watched it with Sarah, but I, I'm kind of wondering what I would have thought if I just sat down and watched it myself. And didn't sit there worrying about what the other person in the room was thinking. I mean, I do you always do that a lot. Though. I do that mm-hmm. a lot. But I think I worried about it ahead of time. And then as soon as I turned it on and she saw the title, She Hulk, and said, what the fuck is this shit? Direct quote by my wife not two weeks ago. I probably wouldn't have worried about what it looked like through someone else's filter. But at yeah. the same time, I thought it moved insanely quick. Like, I'm glad we didn't... I'm glad we didn't spend you know, eight episodes before she turned into the Hulk, like some of these Disney Plus or even Marvel TV shows do in general anyway. I mean, like look at the at- first season of Daredevil when he didn't yeah. get his costume till the last episode of the first season. Right. So there's that sort of shit. I don't want that to happen. But I did hear uh, over the weekend that the initial plan was to not actually show that origin of hers until like episode eight of the nine, which is half of the course wow. of these shows where you yeah. get that penultimate episode or the third last episode and that's when you do a big flashback right but apparently they did a test and whether they test one two four episodes they did test screenings and people just couldn't wrap their heads around the fact that she was just already hulk and just dealing with it living her day-to-day life yeah. and, and struggling to get a job and so they had to borrow and i think expand on and make a whole first episode um out of out of her origin story yeah but I, me, I think i think that's good i think i think that original idea works better as a film where you're sitting down and ingesting it all in one sitting mm-hmm. but if you're ingesting it in little bits week after week after week yeah you're gonna just gonna spend weeks going the fuck is going on and you're yeah. going to taper off and not want to see what's happening next. Yeah. So I think, I think that was a really clever thing. I I'm, I love the way that they've, they've done it so far. I mean, yeah. I know that, you know, most of the time Disney kind of shits the bed in the last episode in some mm. way, shape or form, like it's yeah. a lot of setup and they shit the bed a little bit somewhere. So I'm still expecting that at some point, there's going to be some weird thing that they do because it's shoehorning in whatever they're doing next or whatever. But I'm really enjoying it so far. Like I know with Ms. Marvel, I had a lot of issues with the first episode. There was a lot of really weird jumps in, in logic for me. Like I didn't understand her, her motivations for doing certain things that didn't track for me. But then by episode two, I was like, Oh, this is much better. Now I'm getting it. This is on, this is going, this is going. Whereas yeah, I really liked with She-Hulk where it was just like hit the ground running. Mm. 
here's here's what it is. Like even the fact that she's like towards the end of the episode, she's like looks down the camera, she's like, okay, so I'm a Hulk, but it's not a thing. I'm a lawyer. It's a yeah. lawyer show. It's yeah. a lawyer show. You know, I love that shit. That's yeah. right up my alley. Oh, I th- I think the humor is great. I I love the scenes between her and Bruce. I think their chemistry is really really good. So and good. Captain America, fuck. <laughs> And perfect edit on that. Wasn't too early. Oh, wasn't too so late. Good. A perfect edit on the F-bomb. I, I absolutely yeah. loved that. And that was good too because in the six days before I got to watch this show from premiere time, I heard of it. It's like, well, we're looking at Captain America a different way now. And it's like, oh, we're looking at this scene a little bit differently now. And all oh, we know what he was thinking when this happened. And I'm like, yeah. okay, it's something to do with his sexual life. Like I just picked up on that. And so then right at the start where she like, as the Sakaran ship hovers over in the, uh, in the background of the shot and you hear her say something like, oh, he was a virgin and it's kind of cut. And I'm like, why are people making such a big deal? What are you talking about? And they mm-hmm. kind of bring it back later and said, oh, so I was thinking about, oh, that thing again. And then it kind of ends. And I'm like, really? Internet? God damn it. Stop making a big deal out of nothing. And the entire post credit scene is Bruce having to go, he lost his virginity back then. And her going, I knew he was yeah. down to fuck. Like, I, I'm like, great. And she yeah. played it so well. Like she was playing. And I love. Not drunk version of herself. The addition, yeah, the fact that it was a whole fake out. Mm. And I love the fact that it's like the next day, Chris Evans just tweets like three crying yeah. laughies emojis, hashtag She Hulk. Yeah. Like, which makes, I mean, it could be fake, but to me, it means like he didn't even know that was happening. Like, yeah. which would make sense. Like, why would they be like, hey, this character that you're no longer contracted to play, turns out we're going to expose the fact that he fucks. Yeah. Why would they do that? Mm. Um, short of, short of Ruffalo, like mm. in, in the Avengers chat that they still have, like, I think it still exists. The, the original six oh, have yeah, like their own. Sure. I mean, they've all got they all got matching tattoos, so of course they've probably still got their little you know their little group chat. And Ruffalo's like, ha, guess what? You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I think it was maybe like you get the good bit at the start. It's just hey, look, yeah, go back and show you and tell you what happened back um, back before all this, and then within a minute, it's happening. And the Sakaran ship, and you're like, what? The car goes down, she comes out. They make it very obvious that she cuts herself, even though she probably could have just done that in the car accident anyway. And then comes mm. out and Bruce is like telling the audience, oh, no, my blood. No, Jen, I'm bleeding. Oh, no, 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 no. Before he was ever in a position to do that, I know it was a warning, whatever, it drops in and like instantly starts changing it. Now, Sarah said to me, and I'm glad she asked because then it reminded me. She's like, oh, did we know his blood could do that? And I go, oh. The um the leader the leader the leader and yeah I'm like, yeah yeah we kind of did. and I just go yeah we kind of did because I'm like and, if I and explain- abomination didn't abomination get a bit of I mean he, I'm you know me like- did but I'm in um Incredible Hulk the leader who was the leader the the doctor at the time he got yeah. knocked against a desk it cut yeah his I throat, remember that and then but the then- blood dripped into him and immediately started pulsating whereas I think. Wasn't abomination a combination of Hulk blood and it was, but it was much more, it was much more of a process. Like it was ah, right, it right, was right, right, it was right, by right. design, whereas as far as accident blood into an open wound yeah. and his head started expanding, like I had to remember that, that had already happened because otherwise it seemed a bit a little bit stupid in a way. It's like, oh bloody and I'm a Hulk already. Like, you know. Yeah. I did see some some people just really should be like sterilized because I saw a tweet <laughs> where someone was like but the Hulk and Nat made out and she never turned into the Hulk. Yeah. And I was well. like, really, guys? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Um, I kind of liked it because I was, I guess, because my expectations were they were going to do the full something happened, Bruce 
Bruce, like Bruce didn't know this blood could do that. He has to give her a blood transfusion and she's, mm. you know, and it, I'm glad we didn't sit through all that, like all that rigmarole yeah. of the, oh, there's no other option, but because it would be hard to sell. There's no other option, but for Bruce to give her a blood transfusion in some remote unknowable situation mm. that he couldn't fucking just call somebody to, to get them out when, you know, the second episode, he's making calls to her from fucking space. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the story, right? Cause like, I, I only knew that he, he did in the comic, he gives her a blood transfusion and that's what happens. And then I've heard more since then. I don't know whether it's the story or an original story or whatever. And I think she's like the target of, or, you know, becomes collateral damage in gangland violence. And then he does that to save her life. Now it's, it, it could, she, she either will die or he risks killing her by doing it, but he also risks making her a Hulk, but at least she'll be alive sort of thing. The whole gang, like violent, whatever. But what I do like about what they did is that it was an accident because you imagine again, yeah. it's, it's this world and it's about a woman and, you know, she talks about the anger and, and, and the disrespect that she gets as a woman and by being a woman, blah, 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 blah. If this show started off by a man doing something to her without her consent, whereas Absolutely. at least this was accidental and she didn't blame him for it. She didn't like the idea that she was becoming a Hulk, but she never said, I can't believe you did this to me because that would be unfair. And she's not dumb. The show's not dumb like that. Yeah. She, she understood that it was an accident, but she was just like, I can't believe we're both in the situation. And especially me because I now have to deal with it um, fresh. But I think it just, yeah, like for me, that scene, and then she runs away and then she wakes up and she's at the, at the bar and then she hulks out again against those guys. But actually, in that scene where she's like, I need someone's phone. I need to call my cousin. I'm like, how do you know that he's okay? Like, I get that he's a Hulk, but do you know that he's actually okay? Like, that he's just waiting mm. for you to call him? Like, just seemed a bit funny to me. She hulks out, wakes up again in, in his apartment. Now, like, because they actually got to talk through the rest of it, that was all great. And probably, I, like, it sped through, but I think it was just that sort of really quick to, hey, they're in the car together. This is what these cousins look like to... Hey, we're in the lab. It, it had been like two minutes on screen, and there was just seemed like in a movie that's twenty minutes. And now I don't need it to yeah. take twenty minutes, even though we've got far more. We got nine episodes of this shit. This is like four and a half hours, five hours long worth of storytelling. But it just seemed to really move on. And then at the end too, like I kind of wish they'd done the Disney Plus thing where they gave you first two episodes back to back because it no sooner catches up to the present again, and then the episode ends. And it ends with her in the courtroom. You're waiting for her to Hulk out because that's what they've told you is going to happen. And then all of a sudden, right as she's about to deliver her speech, her closing argument, what happens? Oh, what a coincidence. A superpowered woman punches in through the room. Why? We don't know. Who is she? It doesn't matter. She's a superpowered person punching into the only courtroom that's got another superpowered person in there willing to stop her. What are the chances? Is she there to kill the people that, um, that she Hulk is prosecuting? We don't know why that room in particular it doesn't matter now i recognized her as being jamila jamil who is playing um a titania so i know that she's going to play a role in this series i'm thinking about it though from sarah's point of view and this kind of silly show so far and all of a sudden this very strangely dressed woman just punches a hole through a wall and walks and going rah, rah, rah. she's angry about something and then she does 
I don't know if it's some of the worst wire work I've ever seen, or <laughs> it was designed to be like three ninjas or early. Yeah, Power I think Rangers. it might be a, a shot from a like but, one of those where they're trying to recreate a comic book shot or something. Yeah, like but that. my God, if like if it was Scott Pilgrim or something, that shot makes sense because it's so like yeah, like I pick yeah. my up and I make them do a fly kick like that because it looks funny because it 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 disobeys the laws of gravity. That shot look. The editor should have should have chopped that a lot sooner than he did because yeah. when they look at her and she's just flying horizontally through the air, and I'm like, oh god, that looks awful. Yeah, um, I did. I did send you that tweet where uh, Jamila Jamil uh, like tweeted it out where <laughs> she she pitched wanting to be punched in the vagina, and yeah. they they shot a reaction of her reacting to She Hulk punching her in the vagina, which is like, yeah, I'm glad we didn't go with that. But it did remind me of there's an episode of Buffy, you know, Buffy being a super powered chick. She's sitting with her boyfriend. They're watching like a, like a Kung Fu movie. And all she's doing is criticizing it. She's like, Oh my God. Like where there was no momentum behind that, that fly kick. What's going to happen there? Blah, blah, blah. I kind of felt the same way watching that. I was like, where's the momentum behind that? She needed like a running start to pull off a, mm. a kick like that or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping we do get, you know, a little more, um, uh, info into like I think there'll be a bigger reason why Titania yeah. sort of you know broke in at that moment. Maybe she might have been hired by um, Jen's new boss. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if like her new boss is the big bad. You know, who knows? Yeah, and that's um, why I think they needed that second episode because at the start and it cuts like a news um, wrap up of what had happened. They were loved, and it's such a modern day thing. They referred to her as a super powered influencer. Yeah, uh, who was extremely dehydrated, and that she'd been like there for like traffic violations. Yeah. She was already in the courtroom. She'd obviously been charged with something, and so maybe she was just walking in the hallway and yeah. punched a hole through the wall, or that was the that was the judge that had just dealt with her, or something. Like it made yeah. a little bit more sense. And I think if I'd gotten that that more immediate answer. It would have been fine, but it's because I don't know anything about yeah. Titania. So the fact it was... that it was introduced and then I have to wait. Well, I only waited 24 hours, but I would have waited <laughs> seven. That would just seemed it just seemed yeah. really weird. And, and it was a pro- little bit like um Rhino at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, given that she's been such a big part of all the promotional material and like her names in the credits and stuff like that, you know that she's coming back. So yeah. yeah. There was definitely a disconnect there, but I'm I'm kind of glad that that wasn't the second episode because I feel like I feel like this if they'd given us two episodes, the second episode would have finished at that exact same point, mm. and the first episode like would have ended at the point of and let's train, and then like the second episode would have been like mm. it would have it would have been. Oh, I just mean like as they are, like if they would have oh, as they are, like yeah, three weeks ago, and they go, oh, fuck it, you know what? Yeah, I think we need to do that now. It was yeah. odd to only get a single episode, given so many of them we've gotten, you know, yeah. a couple. And, and especially the shorter, gonna the shorter yeah. episodes. Short. Yeah. Like One Division was nine episodes as well as She-Hulk is going to be, and roughly the same length, like your half an hour, 35 minutes sort of thing. Mm. And we got two. Um, yeah. So, you know, I've, I've Whereas heard... Whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier was like an hour long for like yeah, they the were first like episode. Six hour so long, yeah. We got one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I've seen some speculation on like fans is gibbering and, you know, other commentators and stuff. And they said, well, you know, Disney plus day is, you know, on the 8th of September. I wonder if that's going to fall in line with, Hey, well on the 7th of September or whatever the dates are going to be, I'm forgetting whether I've read American dates or Australian dates. I wonder if an episode of She-Hulk is going to drop. And for us, it will be episode, well, everywhere, but it will be episode four 
And then like the next day or the day after that will be Disney plus day. So I wonder whether something's going to happen, you know, uh, it'd be different if we didn't know about the Daredevil series, right? And then Daredevil pops up and we had no idea that he was in mm. She-Hulk. And then they go, hey, guess what? Daredevil's coming out in 2024. We were like, oh my God, we're losing our minds. But I want, but if even if that is the case, why not just hold back the premiere from the 18th to the 25th of August and drop two at once rather than like, well, we're married into this once a week thing. So anyway, it's, it's like a very yeah. little complaint who really um, gives a shit. And it, it's just, it's weird. I was re-watching episode one. So I was going to watch both episodes before we had a chat. And I'm like, this is rewatchable. For I've never rewatched any of the Disney Plus series. I've liked, I've, I think I've liked them all, like to varying degrees. You know, What If was a bit of a push through of a fair few of the episodes, but the live action yeah, the stuff. Payoff, the payoff was worth. I feel like, funnily enough, I think What If had the strongest finale of any mm. of the Disney Plus shows. <laughs> yeah, I've rewatched Wanda and I've rewatched Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm. uh, but that's it. I haven't yeah. rewatched What If, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel. Well, Hawkeye, definitely not. <laughs> Go back uh, to yeah. our previous episode about Hawkeye, yes. Prior to episode two, I actually went in and rewatched episode one. And I think I did pick up a little more on what you were saying is definitely on the second viewing for me, mm. it did seem very quick. I was like, oh, shit, this is going really, really, like, I think I was so invested and so involved the first time that it felt paced okay for me. Yeah. But the second viewing, I was like, oh, this is a little quick. We are yeah. like, like, oh, she's already like the you know, her running through the forest and getting to the bar and all that kind of stuff passes by really quick on the yeah, second viewing. Yeah. It's maybe 90 seconds total, you know, it, it passes by really, really quickly. But yeah, so I've, I've rewatched both episodes twice and um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And that's why I think I can't wait to see what episode three is because of like, oh, episode two, we finally get it. Like she loses her job at the start, but then she gets this new one. And what's that going to look like? I, like, I already like the the abomination stuff, and she takes this case that, and you know me, I, I, I I'm I'm a lover of the Incredible Hulk. I loved how much, how many references there were to that movie, and very much brought it into the Marvel family. Like we've always mm. known the events of that are the same thing. Like William Hurt, the late great William Hurt, was General Ross in the Incredible Hulk, and he was also that in Civil War and Infinity War and Black Widow. So it's it's, yeah. it's great. We've we've got we've got elements there, right? But Edward Norton, no, we've got Mark Ruffalo. Is Liv Tyler going to be Betty Ross if we ever use her again? Well, uh, who knows? But this is like no, that movie is very much part of our continuity. Yeah, they're and- trying to to de redheaded stepchild it. They're yeah, kind of yeah, trying yeah. to like bring it back into the fold and go, you know. Which makes sense if, you know, there's there's stuff reverting where they might be able to make their own Hulk film finally, mm, then mm. maybe that's why they're like, okay, now's a good time for us to bring it back into the fold. Because yeah. as much as like that's Hulk has been the bottom of like, if I have to rank all the MCU films. Constantly your bottom five. Yeah. Bottom two. Okay. Bottom, Whoa, bottom hey, one. I was trying to be generous here. Jesus. <laughs> Either, <I> mean, <laughs> that, that and Iron Man 3 are probably my, you know, that that's probably the best one is they're the only two MCU films I do not own on DVD. Yeah. But after watching number two and the stuff that they've done with Blonsky, it almost made me want to go back and watch. I didn't because I'm not crazy, but <laughs> Mate, it almost made me want to go back. Let's watch it together. Let's watch it together. How about we I'm do that? I'm down with that. I'm down Because I like it. 
you don't, but you want to maybe kind of sort of think about rewatching it. Um, no, that was a great that. We'll do a double feature that. And what was the film we realized the other day that you'd never seen? Oh, Lilo and Stitch. We'll do a double feature. It's a weird we'll mix, but we'll do a double feature. We well, can I mean, make it happen. We don't have to leave the Disney Plus app. So yeah, our, our, over, our overlord Mickey will love that. But we'll do a double feature: Lilo and Stitch and The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, we're getting our we're getting our hours in. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll watch Plus. Lilo and I'll come over. We'll watch Lilo and Stitch while the kids are still up. We yeah. can have, you eat dinner. We can watch it with the kids. Put him to bed and then we'll watch Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that was a great scene with, with Tim Roth. Like he said, and, and I got, I found myself believing him. Like I knew that eventually he would probably be going against what he said, but that like, Hey, you know, I, not even that I've changed, but just the idea of like, Hey, I thought I was doing the right thing. I was a soldier. I was told. Mm, to do that was it. really clever. Like, I'm like, Oh man. Yeah, you're right. Shit. Like they've been trying to remake Captain America for years now in Falcon and Winter Soldier. We've heard that they did successfully do it to a point. But like with you back in 2008, and just as I did in episode one, where when Bruce or Smart Hulk is referring to have been the Hulk for 15 years, it gets a bit sketched. 2008, this shows in 2022, but it's kind of set in what, 2023, I guess it tracks as 15 years. 25, but he was, he was already in... Um, he was already in uh, Hulk in 2008, but how long had he been Hulk for? Six months, five years? Who knows? Yeah. Whatever the go is. I felt that from from Smart Hulk when he said that he's been Hulk for that long. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah. Like, I'm feeling the 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 length of this franchise now. Like, yeah, we, I, I've, we were saying in our DC podcast the other day that, you know, I, I want to see DC sort of just always exist now. Whereas the MCU, I love that they're moving with re, in real time. If, you know, yeah. a movie comes out two years after it's uh, after the last one, it's generally set two years after the last one. Whereas I've never really, I don't look at Iron Man in Infinity War and go, holy shit. You've been Iron Man for ten years. I just think of him as being Iron Man. Yeah, because he's got like it's not like oh that suit's two years old. It's like you're always tinkering with these suits. You always look different. You didn't get a sequel suit. You didn't get a third suit because you had to. I mean, he did, but also he's he's Tony. He's tinkering. Whereas yeah. I did see a great video the other day. Actually, it might have been a TikTok or an Instagram thing, and it's like it just shows like the reason behind every change Tony made, like yeah. something Tony went through is the reason in the next movie, he put this thing in his suit. Yeah, and then yeah. the thing that he went through in this episode, like him being stuck in buttfuck Idaho in Iron Man 3 is the reason he put GS, GPS tracking in, in Spider-Man's suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and things like him, Rhodey falling out of the sky from Civil War is why he put a parachute in, yep. in his, like, and then also improving his own suits and stuff yeah. like that as well was, I thought, a really, it's really so cool. Touch. I, I remember thinking about that between even like episode, uh, episode Iron Man 2 and, and uh, the first Avengers, or even I guess the end mm. of you know Iron Man 1, he was always, he had to be in the one place to get his suit on and off. So come the start of, of Iron Man 2, he's on the other side of the country and he lands and he's got the machines there to take the gear off. But then later on, he's got a briefcase so he can take the suit with him. And then yeah. from Iron Man 3, like the in... suit flies to him. But in Avengers 1, he lands. He doesn't even want to stand still anymore. He walks and the suit gets taken off him as he walks. Like yeah. he can't even stand still anymore. So I... In Iron Man 2, he's damaged by electricity from Whiplash. Mm. But then by Avengers, he gets struck by thor's lightning and yep. it charges him up to 400 <laughs> um which i think tracks because it's like the whole plot point of the first movie is and the whole reason he has the gold is because it stops the the icing issue uh, yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is what bought um iron mungle mung mung munga munga yeah iron mungle uh, munga down so it's like it, i i really like that kind of yeah 
those little bits of continuity. So yeah. something I do want to ask you though about the end of episode two, where do you sit oh, in terms yes. of do you think a meal, like when we cut and we see that yep. the TV, like the thing going blah, blah, and they're showing vision from Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. is a meal still locked up inside and they're, this this footage has been leaked and they're seeing that? Or do you think, because the, the wording of what the, the thing says is like, oh, he's, he's escaped. escaped. Yeah. So is he no longer in that prison at that moment? He's actually escaped and Jen's going to have to track him down? Yeah. Or do you think it's just, oh, the world now knows that, that Wong is giving him these little outings mm. to go yeah. and do stuff? See, I... Um... I didn't get to watch episode two for 24 hours after it released either. And between, you know, premiere time and me watching articles going, oh, the timeline of She-Hulk, it's confirmed now where it takes place in the MCU timeline. Oh, can't wait to read that article. Now I haven't yet, but I'm in, uh, even just writing notes while we've been talking, I'm interested to go back and have a look because I would have just went, oh, that tracks. Yeah. So She-Hulk kind of starts before Shang-Chi does, or at least the, the main story of Shang-Chi. But hang on, no, because at the end of Shang-Chi, we see Bruce. That was the first time we saw Bruce post yeah. uh, Endgame. Human, human Bruce with in an arm sling. in the sling, whereas yeah. this show starts, and we're like, how did he become him? What the fuck's going on? Whereas this show starts, human Bruce, arm in a sling, his arm still damaged, only through She-Hulk and her better blood, does he cure his arm? And I would have still went, oh, well, you know, something, something. But it's no, at the end of episode two, he flies off to Takar. So yeah. he can't be at the end of she. So I want to say that Wong has been taking abomination in and out of jail for quite some time. And I got that vibe from Shang-Chi yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had like a relationship. Yeah, I was wondering that when we were talking to Emil Blonsky, I was there going, there's no way that he gets like not looked at 24 seven, like how is he getting taken mm. out? But um, that's what I want to say is that he and then, yeah, escaped. What's uh, the um, ruse in terms of, is everything Emil said real or is he playing the long game? Is it all? Oh, he's, I want to say he's definitely, fake? he's definitely playing the long game Um, while also everything that he said, well, at least in the, the, not the remorse, but just the reasoning behind it is real. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it. Mm. That's what's funny because there's that bit. And then the other two bits that I saw the teased at was like, Oh, so I just kept seeing that clause online. And then you and I were like, Hey, there was apparently a Wolverine reference and you went back and found it. Now it's when Jen is what looking for a job and in like the little sidebar of um, some news articles or job applications, there's like some it's that, other it's stories that shot where she's like how to basically give up your life and go and move somewhere. That's right. And start fresh yeah. in some rural area. Yeah. It's and a little, a little clickbait on the side. Yeah, that's right. And it says a man gets into a bar fight with metal claws. And it's like, mm. holy shit, surely Wolverine, right? But then the second one said, why is there a statue of a man in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Like, holy shit, finally someone is referring to the Eternals. Because whenever I've seen the complaint online, Twitter or otherwise, and people going, none of these shows are referencing Eternals. Why are they ignoring Eternals? Is it mm. because Eternals... No one knows the characters that well, and the movie was kind of mixed reception critically and commercially. And yeah. is this going to be the movie version of Inhumans where they're just going to kind of forget that they ever made it? Probably not, because they're, you know, they've got other characters they need to be birthed out of it. But my answer was always, who said it was set when it came out, or set, you mm. know, a couple of months after Shang Chi, right? Because it came out three months after Shang Chi, so yeah. does it mean it's? I mean, no. For so me, much stuff. 
has had to be moved because of COVID, like shooting mm. schedules and movies have all been juggled. Like Ms. Marvel was supposed to be one of the first Disney Plus shows, wasn't it? Like, well, at least for this year. Like it was supposed yeah, to be- Yeah, it was supposed to be earlier this year. It was be the year, first yeah. one of this year, but then it was done nearly last. So yeah, things are getting moved around. So I just, I feel like anything post- Endgame is still kind of fluid at this point. Yeah, for at least just... a couple of years until we yeah until we catch, catch up, up maybe until mm. we catch up uh, past the blip. But yeah, that's I saw some criticism. It's like why is nobody in She Hulk talking about or in general? Why is mm. nobody talking about the blip either? And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like those blip scenes from Hawkeye with Yelena were mm. fucking incredible. Yeah. You know we're dealing with it, but it's like well we don't need to have every single. Not everyone went through it. Like, yeah. I feel like those people who blipped, they're kind of fine. Like, yeah. you know, it's the people who were left behind that mm. had the hardest time that are, that are readapting and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, it's not going to affect a lot of people because yeah. they just, they, they weren't aware of it. I didn't, I didn't give Marvel enough credit. Like once the blip happened, I was like, oh, they'll never talk about this again because it's too world changing. The fact mm. that for half, for half a decade, Half of the population of the world did not exist. They will, they, they can't because if you if you talk about one person, what about the guy that you know got married again while his wife was gone or something like that, or kids and you know yeah. kids that died and their you know a parent committed suicide and they come back and different like like huge deeply emotional things like that. But how did it affect schools and governments? And we touched on that in in winter. Well, and, and even stuff. even um. Uh, Rambo, like mm. her mother dying while she was blipped away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing. They've, they've talked about it a lot and they've shown how it affected a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. I mean, they, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, the bad guys were because were an after effect of how the government and borders were altered during yeah. the blip and then wanting to go back to that sort and, of world. And so, Sam and Bucky were both blipped away. So mm, mm, for them, them having to live in a post blip world. Yeah. Yeah. But for them psychologically, mm. it, it's like they went to sleep and like they had a they had a night oh, off yeah, and right, came yeah. back. Like they didn't experience mm. five five years of not being around. For them a minute passed. Yeah. You know? And and then the other side of like okay, you haven't got the blip, but the eternal stuff, I got a little bit I'm trying to think. I, I did get into a couple of deep conversations back and forth on Twitter about it. Now I'm trying to remember which side <laughs> of the argument I was on. But like, it does seem a little bit weird that no one has spoken of it because I mean, that's, I know we've seen some really weird shit in yeah. these Marvel movies that should already change even the concept of religion. But if in the middle of the ocean, I cannot even imagine how big that celestial body must be. Like, well, they set up in the movie, it was growing in like the molten core of the earth. So mm. the core of the earth has been broken and mm. that thing is coming out of it. Yeah. So sure, at least half of it would have to be still in the core mm. because the way they explain it, it's like when it comes out, the whole planet is destroyed by yeah. it coming out. So it's like, but I feel like too much of it is coming out of the water for it to mm. not be still half in the core. We haven't even but, heard of so much of it one tsunami, right? Like, they would, you know, like, yeah. surely that would have, like, plus, island nations wouldn't exist anymore because of that. Now, I'm not saying that these around shows the, the same time, a giant glowy-eyed version of that mm. appeared in the sky yeah. and took people away and everyone saw that. And no one's talking about that yet either. So That's what like, I mean. Like, we'll get the, to the, it. The statue thing, a lot of people wouldn't have seen that because it is in the middle of like nowhere in the water. But like mm. people would start to catch up on that and then they see the exact same figure, same type head glowing 
in the yeah. sky and there'd be like some type of, you know, maybe not every satellite's going to turn around and get like HD footage of it or something, but there would be some kind of... Fucking everyone's going to pull out their phones though and Right, there'd it. be something like that. That's got to, like, people aren't getting over that after a couple no. of weeks on the news, right? So like, that's what always shit me is that like, say, come Hawkeye, that it wasn't still something that was like, hey, remember this thing that happened last month where like, I don't know, our entire world changed again or was maybe under threat. Anyway, let's continue on with our Christmas shopping or something. But <laughs> I always honestly just put it, oh, it's years in the future. Now I know Blade is about to go into production and is supposed to come out in like at the end of next year or is it the year after, whenever it is. And that Blade is in the post-credit sequence of Eternals. You don't see him, but you hear him. So that puts him at it. But that doesn't, who's to say that that version of Blade doesn't come before? Yeah. You know, this one or whatever. So, yeah, I've always just put it in the future. But now if there are people, if this is being referenced in in She-Hulk and She-Hulk then has now been placed in a certain time aspect of Shang-Chi because of, banner you it's it's starting to line up and i'm starting to ask questions again about why people <laughs> but and that's good to like i know we're here to talk about she hulk but i mean i think that's what this show is already it, it's very much about her and it's it's a great comedy and sort of like a sitcom about her and she's great and it's a great solo thing but it's already becoming this li- great little um garden bed the little seeds to grow for a lot of different aspects. It's either tying things together or it's growing out potentials for whether it be a World War Hulk or just whatever's going on with Hulk or even just the fact that they're burying Mark Ruffalo for a while. Maybe he said, I want five years off doing any of this shit. And they went, sweet, we'll send you off to the other side of the galaxy so we don't need to worry about Hulk anymore. It's That's making a big change, right? So yeah. there's a lot of different things going on. We're still yet to introduce Daredevil and Wong. Wong's probably going to be there because of the abomination, but maybe for another reason. Now, we also got all of that in the fucking trailer. They showed us Daredevil in the trailer. What else is there going to be? Like they've already, they, they've joked in the trailer. And well, I, maybe we see it in episode three. This isn't going to be a show about cameos. But I think they're saying that as a joke because it will be a show featuring yeah. a lot of cameos. So, and nine episodes too. Like we've got seven left. There's a lot of room and places to go. And like, you know, we're, we're laughing. Chris Evans confirmed. Old man Chris Evans rocks up, guys. <laughs> yeah, I do fuck. I hear you I, wanted to talk about it. I got kicked out of the retirement village. I need a lawyer, right? Like, yeah. um, I still got this super soldier dick. Get up on yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah, I got carried away. They're talking about everything else. But like it... I yeah I'm I'm enjoying it I'm I was surprised about how much I was really enjoying the rewatch not because I didn't like it the first time but just how easy it was to rewatch and like the yeah. idea before about watching it with my kids I don't want them to watch it because it's set so far after everything else but there's nothing where they go hey remember when Iron Man died in Endgame yeah. or when Spider Man well I mean it, the, it might know? get a it might get a little inappropriate once She Hulk starts dating we'll see what happens there maybe, maybe. my brother in law very much was like we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago um, at a family dinner before She Hulk had started and he was like is it wrong that I'm kind of feeling She Hulk like I'm kind of no, like it's not I'm kind of into it and I'm like oh I don't know I was like I'm not I'm not into it but I can I can see I mean to be fair he's like six five. And he's married to my niece who's like four foot tall. So I kind of feel like it's kind of like this, you know, fantasy fulfillment where he's like, yeah. oh, shit, she's a big bitch. All right, okay, <laughs> let's get down. So, yeah, who knows? But Yeah. I'm well, down. It's fun. 
It is. It's. It is. It. Is, I mean, that's the thing. It's fun, and like we've had fun and we've had comedy in these shows before. But I think this is my favorite version of yeah. um like of comedy. Moon Knight. Moon Knight had some comedy, but for the most part, it was very dark and very yeah. psychologically disturbing. So it's it's nice to have a little bit of fun, levity. Even even Hawkeye was pretty heavy in a lot of places, dealing with a lot of stuff. Mm. Whereas this is, I think it's close to to a sitcom as you can get, but not at the expense of the rest of the thing, which is you know my constant growth. The last two Thor films for is that I'm fine with you having fun with the universe. I'm fine with you making fun of the universe, but not at the expense of the universe. Where mm. it's like, yeah, we we exist in it, but also don't take anything we do seriously because it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, the stakes, the stakes have kind of gone away with those. Whereas I feel like mm. you know, with with She Hulk so far, I feel like there can still be some some good stakes. Yeah, um, to make it feel you know like. The what's the old saying? The juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. that was one thing. Not that I don't even know what we just said that brought it up, but that was one like a great conversation they had in the in the first episode, and maybe they touched on the second as well. Is that I liked? I guess it was an insight into, into Banner's um, psyche as well. But the idea that oh, you have powers, so you have to become a superhero. Like it's just an expectation. And yeah. I loved like him going, "What else are you going to do with it?" And she's, "I, I've got stuff to do, man. I don't want this life." And it was like yeah. him almost taking offense by going, "I have suffered through this shit, and this is the only thing I can think to do because people hate me, but I don't let that define me, and I want to turn it into a good thing." And I don't know. I, I feel like they touched on it once when they were before they argued, and then again when they sort of shook hands and cuddled, and and he let her drive off uh, willingly. That um, it, I don't know. It was just I just found it as an interesting conversation and a look into all of these characters. Like we saw it in reverse in Falcon and Winter Soldier, where you've got this guy who we just kind of he just kind of got thrown into the story, Sam Wilson in uh, in Winter Soldier, but then in Falcon and Winter Soldier he goes to get a bank loan and he can't. It's like, oh, this is so weird that these people that have saved the universe can't even get a loan to buy a house or a boat in this in this case. Whereas this is like, now, now we see the very normal person doing very normal things. Then all of a sudden they have a chance to become a superhero and they're like, nah, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's... it's and it's she like, gets I guess, in front I of the idea... Loans that- to pay off. Yeah, yeah, and she, and she's like, no, that's something that obviously dumb men do, and like, or what she say, and orphan, and orphan and men, adult, orphan, oh, and adult, adult orphans, orphans for yeah. some reason. Like, I love that. That like again, that's the shit she's paying out the genre, mm. but not at the expense of the genre because. I guess her in that world being as smart as she is, she's noticed a few things. A lot of these people have daddy issues. A lot of these people have dead mums or something like that. Like it's a, and what do they do? Well, they do some bad science experiment and then they become like heroes. They decide to turn it into a good thing. So yeah, I, I just, yeah. I feel like she's at like, she's at like an eight daredevils at like a 10 in terms of doing that. Deadpool. And uh, sorry, Deadpool. God damn it. Sorry, Deadpool's at it. like a 10 <laughs> of that. And then, yeah, the last two Thor films are just, heading up to 11 or 12 where they're just mm. they're just going just that touch too far in certain situations just in yeah. a couple of bits and pieces where it just need to be pulled back just a little bit yeah yeah uh, anyway we'll we'll talk about that another time still we we skipped that I'll in see, our reviews but one day well i mean i've, I've still only seen it once so it drops yeah me too drops on disney plus disney plus day. yep yep end of next week yeah. next uh, so i'll be interested to see how i go with the rewatch because I, yeah. I think i liked ragnarok a lot more than you did i remember that you did. Um, I enjoyed yeah. Ragnarok, and I still do. It's still, it's still a really, really good movie. As much as the Hella stuff's a bit, you know, they could have done better there. The other stuff I, I really, really enjoy. But um, yeah, Love and Thunder. I mean, 
I was sitting next to Lincoln and sitting next to Lincoln is always an experience uh, mm-hmm. with a film. Um, so there's always an added level of enjoyment because I enjoy how much he enjoys things in the same mm. way you, you'll sit next to me in a movie that you might've already seen an advanced event screening of and be, and be nervous. Cause, cause in the, when you, the first time you watched it, you were like, Oh, I wonder how Maddie's going to react to that. <laughs> and then you kind of watch me watch the film. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I like this because it's like, I, I get more enjoyment out of the film because I'm enjoying how much he's enjoying it. Yeah. That adds so much, like a, such an extra level to it. So we yeah. actually just see how it goes with a second viewing. I know. Um, if there's as much enjoyment there. Yeah, I know. Well, Sarah didn't come to our screening that night, but neither did she for Ragnarok. I remember sitting down to watch that on um, Blu-ray with her, like must have been leading into um, Infinity War. And I said, look, you know, it's just, I'm not going to say anything. And then we watched it and (laughs) she had the same reaction I did. Um, Now, I watched it in full theater, people laughing. Then we watched it at home and she only had me there, someone who didn't like it. And she's like, yeah. And she had the same criticisms, but without me telling her. And then Love and Thunder, we haven't spoken about it, but I want to obviously watch it with her. And it's got naked Chris Hemsworth, so it's an easy sell. And I'd be very interested to see what she thinks. Because, yeah, for me, I I like, I had a great time because of the experience, like you said. But I think I, I not allowed it, I tolerated it or anything, but I think I just accepted the, the we're not even bothering to take this seriously anymore humor mm. of it. Because I'd already seen that in Ragnarok. I think if Ragnarok had been like the other two, and then all of a sudden this was this with a bad guy like Gore, with an extra Thor like Lady Jane, with um, you know everything else thrown in that it had, you know the, the gods, Zeus, all that sort of stuff, the screaming goats, all that shit, I would have been like, what the f- is this? But because I'd already seen what type of film this could be, this was just more of that. I know a lot of people had issue with at the end, like, cause there was that running gag of like um, Marty Thor, she's trying to come up with like her catchphrase. Cause she thinks she needs a catchphrase. Mm. And then at the end in the big thing, she's like, eat my hammer. And a lot of people thought that was a serious moment. They didn't get the joke in that. Like, oh, see, look, I've that it was seen supposed it once to be too. lame. Like, you know? I've only seen it once as well, but I've seen the TikTok where people compared it to his bring me Thanos moment when he first yes. shows up with Stormbreaker. Yeah. And everyone cheering, and then it shows that and people being really pissed off. And because I've only seen it in that context like five times now, I do, I have to admit, I do treat it like that too. I, I can't remember. I can't remember the context in that scene. So I don't know whether it's just like it's a that's a really tough line to say whether you mean it as a joke or serious. And Natalie Portman's one hell of an actress. Yeah. But still, we've seen some great actors great A-list actors not quite be able to deliver B or C-grade movie or C-grade movie lines in these sort of films before. And I don't know whether I just attribute it to that, but I didn't blame her for it. I blamed the fact that it was even there in the first yeah. place. So no, I, I, I probably need to saw it. I mean, yeah. even in the moment, in the first time I was like, oh, she thinks what she's saying is really cool, but we as an audience and the movie know that it's not, cool what mm. she's saying she and that's the joke is yeah. like she's she's giving like jane like natalie portman knows it's a joke but jane foster doesn't know that what she's saying is just so cringy lame that it's not a good catchphrase yeah that's the joke it's that subverting expectation joke but yeah i obviously don't think that that sort of sold with a lot of people but yeah okay um, well i'll be I interested was... to see how that how that goes with the second viewing yeah yeah me too um 
I've got a lot of other. Now that that reference is made to Shang Chi, I actually have to then sit back and catch up Sarah because she's missed a lot of movies. And Hawkeye, where they like kind of teased that maybe Elena was going to be in it. Um, I said to Sarah like two days after, I'm like, all right, we're going to watch Black Widow just in case. And then we watched Black <laughs> Widow, me knowing full well Elena Belova was coming in the next week. And she's like, oh, I'm so glad we watched that. Even like she ne- she's still never seen Ant-Man 2. But after um, the night before we went to see Endgame, I rewatched Infinity War. And I said, oh, look, I just need to show you the post-credit scene of Ant-Man 2. She's like, oh, why? That's such a random thing. And I showed it to her. She's like, oh. Oh, thank you so much for showing me that. <laughs> Rengay, that shit made so much more sense. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, she hasn't seen Shang-Chi. She hasn't seen Eternals. Uh, I actually rewatched Shang-Chi just for shits and giggles la, on the weekend, I think. Hmm. I love that movie so much. No, I've only seen that the once. And I'm like, I liked uh, it. It was fine. But I so um, I like really enjoyed the experience. And I probably just didn't. I, I think I follow, I listen to a lot of people that just like, oh, my God, they like, you know, worship the, the the ground that it walks on uh and i'm like all right settle down it's very good um, the, um, look, the dragon stuff at the end is a bit mm, i'll see i you know, okay it's that's my least favorite part of everything i is. thought that progressed like considering it starts off with a guy like you know fighting someone on a bus and then eventually gets to a like an interdimensional dragon buried in a mountain in, a, in another world i thought it actually progressed pretty naturally to that point as opposed to being one of those films where it's like real world real world real world for 80 percent then all of a sudden it's like different genre um yeah. i thought Shang-Chi i mean did a good job of that. If, if he was i mean we're really talking about every single marvel we are isn't it? We are. It's a marvel um, but <laughs> i think if there was some kind of prophecy that he was some kind of chosen one to bring the dragon back or whatever or whatever it may be it might be fine but i don't know he doesn't even he hasn't even got the rings yet and the dragon's just like, hey, come for a ride. I choose you. Like Pikachu, I choose you. You're <laughs> yeah. going to ride me for no... I just didn't get the connection between him and the, why the dragon was like, yeah, you and your sister, jump mm. on. Yeah. It was weird. Like I just didn't... I, that's the part I didn't I didn't get. And it was a bit of a one of those classic kind of... It, it was almost Skybeam territory. Like it was just a big, you know, yeah. CGI explosion <laughs> at the end. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else up to that, I fucking love. I mean, I still, yeah. I still enjoy that back part of it, but that's probably the weakest part of the film for me. Yeah. No, I do need, I need, do need to rewatch. That would probably be the first one that I rewatch just because of the yeah. abomination stuff. Well, yeah, bringing it back. It's, yeah, it's got the, that abomination stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, good times. It's been, it, we've been talking too long. All right. Well, that's, uh, we started off with She Hulk. And then we started off with other stuff and then went through She-Hulk and pretty much the entire MCU. Yeah, circled around the entire MCU. Oh, and we'll be back again to do it at some stage, talking more She-Hulk. Because, I, yeah, I want to talk about the... I reckon... Sure, I reckon by... When, when's Daredevil coming in? Well, keep this short. What episode's Daredevil coming in? I want to say... What about nine episodes? Yeah. I, I want to say by episode the end of episode four because of disney plus day i reckon there is a reason yes it's all connected kevin knows what he's doing there will something will happen even if they don't like they've already announced the daredevil show i just think we're getting that by episode four because then all the people in the world that have already seen the first four episodes critics and commentators and whatever alike then everyone's caught up and seen the same shit and then we go into the darkness i'm still not 100 percent sure where where Jen lives because there was that one line that's true where she says to when she's on the phone to Bruce and she's like hey when are you coming back to LA and that's when he's on the spaceship and he's like oh, probably not for a while I'm like oh so she's in LA then mm. I'm like why would Daredevil be in LA so the only thing I can think of the connective tissue for me is and they reference it in episode two when Emil Blonsky fucked up Harlem in New York 
I feel like Daredevil is going to have this personal connection because of Luke Cage and just being a New Yorker. He's going to be on the hunt for Blonsky if Blonsky is actually on the run. And that's what brings Daredevil to if they are in LA to LA or maybe she has to go to New York to track Blonsky. I don't know. But mm. yeah, I would say I would say episode four is, is, a, good, is a good spot given that okay. it yeah, lines up with um, Disney Day. Watch this space when we are correct or not. And then I'll come back <laughs> yeah. and edit this out of the podcast. Yeah, he shows he shows up at the end of episode eight. Like the bit from the trailer is is like the end of episode eight and then it cuts to black and we don't see him till episode nine. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, guys. Yeah. All right. That's a bit of uh, on your left Marvel talk here and get into geek. Whew, uh, covered some ground. Uh, Matty, thank ever. you much. Where can, uh, where can we find you if anyone's uh, got questions at, about Marvel stuff? At High Pitch Matty. And I'm at Mitch yeah. underscore send me, Lewis. Send me your um, fan castings for X-Men. And me, the Fantastic Four. Then we're, we're covering both uh, both Boom. sides of it. And we'll we'll bring them up. If there's some good ones that we like, I'd love to share them on the show. So, um, yeah, do that. And anything else, at Get Into Geek on the socials and things. We'll be back on your left. Bye. Boom. Get Into Geek.